MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Kathy on location for Kathy's Cuts this morning. We'll get to the details of that a little bit. Today is the first day of May. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating after a three-year-old was shot in Gray's Ferry neighborhood uh, on Sunday. The incident happened after 5 p.m. Police say a 23-year-old woman was walking down the 1500 block of Taney Street carrying her three-year-old son when she heard two to three shots fired in the area. When the woman told police that she saw two men dressed in dark clothing running from the scene. When the mother looked down at her son. Police say she realized he had been struck in the cheek by gunfire. Uh, then a woman driving in the area spotted the mother and son and drove them to the nearest fire station on Grease Ferry Avenue. She stayed with the two while firefighters ran to help. The child was transported to Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and is in stable condition. There have been no reports of arrests made and no weapons were recovered. Officials say the woman's vehicle that was used to transport the mother and child is being held at the scene. Evesham police say a plot to kill two of, uh, of their own unfolded early Sunday morning in what began as a routine traffic stop. A pursuit ensued when officers tried to pull over a speeding car on Taunton Lake Road at about 1 a.m. Sunday. It was quickly called off due to the risk after police say they recognized the vehicle from several recent contacts. An arrest warrant was then issued for the driver identified as Mark Ferriello. When police arrived to serve the warrant at his home, officials say Ferriello attempted to flee nearly striking two officers with his vehicle. After purposely hitting a patrol vehicle with K-9 Tango inside, the suspect drove directly towards two officers, police said. Officials say the suspect rammed into his vehicle and into the K-9 patrol vehicle three more times before striking two more patrol vehicles and a residence parked car, which mm. disabled the vehicle. The vehicle then drove across the lawn of his property and a neighboring property, continued down the street, made a U-turn, and then drove at a high rate of speed towards the police and crashed again into the police K-9 vehicle. Uh, Ferriello was taken taken into custody after officers broke the window of his vehicle. He was taken to a local hospital for medical evaluation. Now, during the arrest, police say Ferriello's wife attempted to interfere, threatening to kill the officers. His wife, identified as Ruth Patton, was also arrested at the scene. In a press conference in the afternoon, police said that both Ferriello and Patton had forged a plan earlier in the evening to kill two Evesham police officers. The plan was said to be in retribution for enforcement actions taken against both the husband and the wife. Several officers were treated for non life-threatening injuries at the scene. Police uh, K-9 Tango is also undergoing veterinarian care at the time. Ferriello is charged with attempted murder of a police officer, aggravated assault on police, injuring a police canine, and related offenses. Ruth Patton is charged with terroristic threats and obstruction of justice. Teamsters Local 830 Union Group entered its third week on strike against Liberty Coca-Cola in Philadelphia, the tri-state region's largest provider of Coca-Cola products. The union, which represents thousands of unionized drivers, warehouse and production workers, and sales and marketing personnel in the beverage industry began the strike on April 16th. Union leaders say uh, they are mainly fighting for greater compensation and fair benefit packages in the middle of the contract negotiations with the leaders at Liberty Coca-Cola. On Sunday,
Wednesday, the union secretary treasurer, Daniel Grace, issued an initial update on the situation, stating despite a brief resumption of contractual negotiations with Liberty Coca-Cola this past week, a resolution is still not at hand. Teamsters Local 830 members remain committed to negotiating with Liberty Coca-Cola on a fair new contract. Until that happens, however, we will remain on the picket line as our strike enters its third week. Liberty Coca-Cola responded to the message stating that Grace had failed to effectively communicate with the union. Union members continue to protest that Liberty has underpaid and underserved its workers. The strike has not been resolved at this time. In sports this morning... After winning the first two games of the series, the Phils couldn't complete the sweep and lost to the Astros 4-3 last night what in the Houston. Is this? Cody Clemens homered for a second straight game, and JT Realmuto also went deep for the Phils. The road trip continues tonight as the team will travel to Los Angeles to take on the Dodgers. Taiwan Walker will get the start, the first pitch scheduled for 10-10. In the NBA playoffs, Jimmy Butler... Uh, had 25 points and 11 rebounds, and the number eight seeded Miami Heat beat the New York Knicks 108 to 101 in Game One of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. Game Two is tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. In the Western Conference, Steph Curry had a record-breaking 50 points to lead the Golden State Warriors to a 120-100 win over the Kings in Sacramento. Curry's 50 points was the most ever in a Game Seven and helped to send the Warriors to the second round. After more than a week off, the Sixers will finally begin their second round when they take on the Celtics in Boston. Joel Embiid is officially listed as doubtful for tonight's game. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. In the NHL, there were two Game 7s last night, and the road team won in both. In the first game, the Florida Panthers shocked the Bruins in Boston, winning 4-3 in overtime. The Bruins had the best regular season in NHL history with 65 wins and 135 points, but couldn't hold on to a 3-2 late lead in the third period. Brandon Montour tied tied it with one minute left in regulation and Carter Verhage scored the game winner with 8.35 into overtime. The Panthers won three straight games after falling behind 3-1 in the best of seven series. And in the Western Conference the Seattle Kraken eliminated the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche with a 2-1 win in that game seven. The Kraken became the first expansion team to beat the reigning Stanley Cup champs in the inaugural playoff series. And that's what I have for you this morning. Alright, thank you very much, Kathy. As I mentioned today is Kathy's Cuts Events that is taking place. So Kathy is broadcasting live all morning long at Gravity Hair Salon in Ambler, PA. And Kathy, the shirt you're wearing, because we're watching you via Zoom right now, is this a new one or is this a... a I think I've seen that before, the Kathy's Cut shirt you're wearing. Uh, yes, we wear the, the shirts every year. We just get a different color. Um, okay. So, yep, this is our, our new color. Our, we uh, kind of updated the logo uh, this year. And so, yeah, we have new shirts. Uh, all the stylists wear them. But what's great, this year, I think this is the first year we're doing it, but everybody who's donating is also getting a T-shirt. Nice. Excellent. Well, it's uh, early, so you've got a few early morning appointments, and uh, the place is going to be actually jam-packed. As the day goes on, are you guys completely sold out as far as, uh, you know, availabilities go? 
Yeah, you know what? We actually had like a cancellation overnight, but then somebody walked in this morning, and even though that's not oh. really allowed, we're going to see if we can squeeze them in because we had that oh, cancellation. That's excellent. So, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um, it's, yeah and it's, it's already, usually, you know, early in the morning, sometimes it's it's quiet, but it's already loud here. There, yeah. The seats are already filled, and everybody's uh, underway. I love it. And everybody leaves with a uh, not only a cut, but a style on top of it, and it's not happening just at Gravity Hair Salon, also Vibe Salon. In Mount Laurel. And who's going to be over there, Kath? Yeah, so I'm here all morning broadcasting, but um, the wonderful Jackie Bam Bam, <gasps> since it's right in his backyard, he is going to be at Vibe Salon uh, probably in like 45 minutes or so. He's going to get there around 7 o'clock, and he'll all check right. in with us. Yep, and we'll see how things are going there. And, uh, you know, everybody's getting set up with uh, some refreshments from Duncan, and you can, uh, you know, peek in throughout the course of the morning via our stream, or you can listen to us here. It's and, such a uh, wonderful event. It is. It's and so good. How many How many donations usually, Kathy, are um, we dealing with? You know with? what? Somebody, Nick, do the math for me. So we've got seven stylists over at this location. We've got nine at Vibe, and then there's appointments uh, one per hour until ten. <laughs> Nick, how many is that? That's um, 5,000 yards of hair. 5,000 yes. yards of hair. You heard it right so here first, folks. That's amazing. Yeah. That's we'll a trillion pounds of hair. We'll figure it out later on. Yeah. Um, we got to get Regis to do the math on it's this. It's going to be incredible. It's 100 <laughs> trillion pounds of hair. All right. That's no. uh, Kathy, you're a wonderful girl. While, uh, while Kathy's doing all that, we do have some other things to take care of here in the studio. And, of course, Concert Cash continues. So we have your keyword at 8 and 10 and your opportunity to win $1,000 in MMRBQ tickets. Uh, we're also going to have a concert uh, announcement this morning around 9 o'clock. So we're excited to pass that information along to you. And we have a new Word of the Week prize dinner for 10 at Nabraza Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham. So uh, listen up for your chance to win at the end of the program with a letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. And, Kathy, we're also going to talk to a uh, Wigs for Kids recipient later on this morning, right? Yes, we are. Someone who received a wig from Wigs for Kids when she was younger. She had alopecia, lost all of her hair, and she was just a kid. And, and you know, that's, uh, that's why we do this because it's so difficult when a kid, anybody, uh, any female loses their hair, you know, it's difficult for them. And then especially when they're a little kid, that's why Wigs for Kids was created. And it was basically to give these kids a hairpiece, whatever, for whatever reason they lose their hair. It's pretty wild, Kathy. We're looking at a man who is currently employed as Pierre Robert's body double for uh, <laughs> film work. <laughs> well, from the back, yeah, he yeah. looks a lot like Absolutely, Pierre. Yeah. No question. Uh, Kathy, uh, when uh, Emily is the uh, the recipient, are you going to talk to her or are we going to talk to her? Uh, um, I think well, we can, I'll, I will chime in, but she's, Marissa's going to call her from there. So why okay. don't you guys talk to her? Um, and, and if I can, I'll jump in on the conversation. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. So we'll check in with you in a little bit. Kathy's going to be doing traffic and, and all of that stuff, and she'll be with us throughout the entire show this morning. As we do our thing, so we'll keep checking in at uh, Gravity Hair Salon and uh, Vibe Salon as well with Jackie Bam Bam a little li- later on this morning. Um, I would like to go ahead and give something away now. Do we, it. We have a movie screening of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 yeah. Wednesday, this Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the Regal Warrington. Casey's hosting it, and we'll take callers uh, 19 and 20 right now, and we will give you passes to go see this movie before it even opens, hmm. 215-263-WMMR. The movie opens on May 5th. And if you text word GALAXY to 39333, we'll send you a link for another chance to win passes that way. And by the way, stop by Rothman Roller Rink in Delworth Park on Wednesday from 46 because there's a Guardians of the Galaxy themed skate that's going to be taking place. So we'll set you up with that. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have loads and loads of entertainment stories to run by and stupid questions. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a moment. 
out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Service available in select areas. Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There we go, Kath. Now we can hear you pretty good at the very okay, end. Good. Rodney got it going. So it's and I can hear you now, too. Oh, that's Yay. That kind of works. <laughs> yeah, it's like communication. Hear each other's nice. But uh, if you're just tuning in, Kathy's Cuts is taking place. What year number is this now, Kathy? you know offhand? Yeah, so um, it's year 14, but wow. we took off, uh, I think, two years during COVID, right? Yeah. Was it two yeah. years? Um, so, yeah. So, so this is the 14th year that we've do- been doing this. And... Uh, where I am at Gravity Hair Salon, the reason that I'm here is because they were there for the very first time. They've been with me doing this for 14 years. If you guys remember, the owner, one of the owners of Gravity, Joe, came into the studio the very first year we did it and cut my hair in the studio. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. And, and we used to have people here doing it, and then it got to be too big, and we got out and... Now we have this huge operation that you spearheaded in two locations. Of course, if you're just tuning in uh, later on, we're going to check in at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel and uh, Jackie Bam Bam be on location for that one as well. So we'll just be checking in throughout the course of the... the you want me to move ahead, Kath, or do we need to cover anything with you right now? No, I just want to tell you uh, one thing real quick. So there's a guy that came in here. He is donating 28 inches of hair. Whoa. 28 inches. He was the Pierre Robert lookalike, right? He was the, Steve, he was the Pierre Robert lookalike. Yep, 28 oh, inches Oh, man, that's guy. awesome. And Angela yeah. Perfetta was cutting his hair, yeah? Yep, yep, yep. And you know what? It, so it takes about 10 to 30 ponytails um, to make a wig. It depends on the size. Wow. Um, and then it costs them about $1,800 for them to make... Uh, the wigs and wigs for kids. Um, they give the wigs to the kids that need them for free, and they are sure to, uh, you know, they make sure that people know that because there are some places where, you know, there'll be a discount or whatever it might be. But wigs for kids never charges clients for wigs. I wow. think on, on the on the plus side, many plus sides to this whole thing, Kathy, is that people, as Preston said earlier, that you know, you're not just using a, uh, a you know garden shears and cutting your hair. You're getting a style. You're getting the whole deal, which is awesome. Yeah, you know what? Um, Gravity and Vibe, both of them are. Very, um, what's the word? I, I don't want to say, I mean, I guess trendy. I don't want it to sound Exculpatory? like... Exculpatory? No, but you know what? Like these, so when Gravity opened, they were um, described as a salon that you would see in New York City. So you're, you're coming to these salons. It's not like, you know, a, right. a, a corner store that you're walking into and, you know, just getting your hair chopped off. You're, you're getting a good style. Excellent. Uh, All right. Hey, Steve, you're having a conversation with Siri on your computer right now. Uh, She's been talking to you this whole time. Has she been chatting? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we're going to move along, and we're going to do the stupid question. All the things come along with this in the Entertainment Report. Super question prize, by the way, a pair of tickets to see 
Yeah, or at least to go to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, June 3rd and 4th, Bader Field. And the question that I will pose to you is this. Which English city is closest to Stonehenge? Two one five two six three wmmr So Stonehenge, which English city will you find closest to there? Call now if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Going to mention some birthdays while we go through. I just saw this uh, actor, Nicholas Braun. Celebrates his birthday today on the first day of May. He plays Greg in the show Succession. You guys are big fans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah final season, right? Yes. I'm only on the second season right now because I watch it. It's my exercise show. Right. Uh, but everybody else here in the room is on top of and caught up with everything. Yeah, I'm too behind, so I got I didn't watch last night or the week before. But Cousin Greg, uh, Steve, is yeah. just sort of the bumbling idiot and uh, somehow works his way into the family. Is he the Fredo? Fredo is smarter. Fredo is like Stephen yeah. Hawking. Compared to him. Yeah, he but, has a great moment last night in, okay. the, in the most recent right. episode. He's often unintentionally hilarious. Yes. All right. Agreed. And I, I might visit the series at some point. Everyone raves about it. And Nicholas Braun is he's gotta be at least like six four or yeah. something like that. I think he's five. Six six. Six yeah. and tall. So happy birthday to him. We also have uh, singer Rita Coolidge. Ah. Uh, who gave us a song, Your Love Great Keeps song. Lifting Me High. And she was married to Chris Christofferson for yes, a little while. that's right. And yeah. she, uh, God, who is she? Uh, she wrote a, a couple of songs that I had no idea. I mean, she's a, a very prolific songwriter and has written hits that I had no idea she was behind. She turns 78 years old right, today. Hang on a second. I thought that was Jackie Wilson. Yes, she did a version of it. Okay. Yeah, she okay. had a hit with it in the 1970s, I think. Yes. Yeah. But Jack Wilson, yeah, he, he's the guy that really brought that song to the forefront, but she had a hit with it as well. Oh, she also know? sang yeah. a Bond song for one of the Bond movies. Yeah, Octopussy. Yeah. Here you go. Is lifting me Second, Coolidge. Here you go, Steve. It says uh, Coolidge did not receive songwriting credits for the coda in the 1971 single "Layla" by Eric That's Clapton. Uh, she stated that she recorded a demo with her boyfriend, the, the band's drummer Jim Gordon, before they went to England to record with Clapton. Once they met with him, uh, she played the piece uh, that she composed for him and gave him a cassette. Clapton, impressed by the piece, used it as part of the song in the coda section. It's the piano part. Which he found out about by hearing the song over the PA system a year later, uh, and apparently he never gave her credit for Son that. Son of a bitch. Wow, interesting. Yeah, they're going to pay. Tim McGraw has a birthday today as well. Started off as a country singer and son of Tug McGraw, of course, and has gone on to be a really talented actor. He's in the Yellowstone family now, right? Yeah, He's yeah, in, he the, in the first sequel. Uh, yeah, in 1883. And I didn't even realize that was him. And then also uh, his wife in that. Faith Hill? Yes. I didn't realize that was yeah. her either. I, they, they were great. So he turns 56 years old today. Wes Anderson, the director, celebrates a birthday along with them. Has a uh, quirky style that I like. A lot of people can't quite figure out. And it's um, hit or miss sometimes. It doesn't really speak to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the... I like the look of yes. the movies. He yeah. has a very distinctive look. This uh, this new one coming up, The what is it... Uh, Meteor something or the other? Meteor City or... Uh, yes. Yeah, something, the, yes, I have. It looks... Like a lot of fun, right? Um, but you know what the uh, the pacing and all that, and the uh, the the quirky deliveries just doesn't sometimes speak it can to me. overpower. Like I get it, I, I understand why people love it. What was it? The Grand Budapest 
Hotel. 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 Yeah. Hotel. yeah, I enjoyed that. There's a trend on Instagram right now where people are imitating Wes Anderson movies, and I can't get enough of it. I love it so much. The ones that are good are really, really good. Marissa, I posted one yesterday that I hadn't seen before, and it's uh, Star Wars. It's great. And it's uh, a galaxy far, far away. It's, uh, by, um, it was created by Curious Refuge, and it is brilliant. It's up on my Instagram stories. It's so damn funny. Uh, but movies like The Royal Tenenbaums, Rushmore, The Darjeeling Limited as well. He is 54. It's Ray Parker Jr.'s birthday today. There you go. He gave us Ghostbusters. And uh, celebrates his 69th birthday. I always like the song, um, The Other Woman. Yeah. Uh, which was a hit several years before Ghostbusters came out that he had. We interviewed him. Did we? Yeah, I believe we did. I would Correct doubt if it. I'm wrong. And I think he has a much more extensive music career. I think that was the revelation. I think you're right. That he's basically known for this and that song you mentioned, Preston. He's yeah. had a long career. And this is basically you want a new drug, right? Yeah. believe so. Uh, he is 69 today. All right, we also have uh, Paul Tuttle Sr. Paul Tuttle from uh, American Choppers? Yeah, yeah, the big uh, walrus mustache. Yeah. Uh, he is 74 he today. He actually got started in jazz tap. Oh, my goodness. I was a, never. He was a no. dancer. Would have guessed that. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's crazy because I thought he was a singer. No, she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Okay. Thanks, uh, so he's 74. Uh, Joanna Lumley, who played uh, Patsy on Absolutely Fabulous. Love that show. Is 77 today. Uh, I didn't like it at all. I couldn't get into it, but I was also a child. So do you think maybe now my... Uh, maybe not still. No, okay. I think it's got to get you right from the get-go. Uh, James Badgedale. He's an actor in Iron Man 3. Uh, he's kind of the um, henchman, bad yeah. guy, bald dude, you know, and, and he goes after Happy. Yes, yeah. and he's he can also he's a good good guy as well, but he's a real he plays the the prick really. Yeah, fantastic. Not, not bald, but I mean she you know, shaved. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was was he the main guy in Lord of the Flies the movie? I don't know. I know. I feel like I knew him from uh, when he was child actor. I don't remember. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, he was in The Departed in World War Z. Yep. Oh, he has uh, those movies. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is, uh, well, I have two more. Uh, Jamie Dornan uh, from the Fifty Shades movies. Did you see any of those? I did not see any so of those. So the first one. And, and it, it kind of pushed the boundaries. Okay. Uh, he turns 41 years old today. And then uh, my bestest buddy in the whole world, Steve Lisick. I want to wish Day we know Steve. He was well in Fifty here. Shades. He was. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, he turns fifty-five today, same age as me. So happy birthday, Bobby! All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Which English city is closest to Stonehenge? Two one five two six three WMMR. We're going to go to Don. See if he knows the answer. Yo, Don. Good morning. Hey guys, sorry to bother you at work. All right, we need to know an answer, my man. Which English city is closest to Stonehenge? Salisbury. Salisbury, yes. Hang on, Don. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, June 3rd and 4th, Baderfield, presented by Ocean Casino Resort. A feature of over 100 breweries pouring 400 beers. Dropkick Murphy's will perform on June 3rd and 311 on June 4th. And you can visit acbeerfest.com for tickets. Have you ever been to Stonehenge? Never been to Stonehenge. <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild because, uh, obviously, Stonehenge is the thing you want to see. So all of the the offices and, and where you go to get your tickets or whatever is actually below ground. Mm. Because you wouldn't want, like, a taco stand next to 
Stonehenge, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to stand out. I was supposed to be there three years ago. We took my mom there for her, you know, uh, for Christmas. It was a Christmas present, and we had we were supposed to, yeah, we canceled it all, right? Watch the the sunset at Stonehenge, and then uh, the pandemic said, nah, no, 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 yeah. Another day, my man. All right, uh, we're going to go through the box office. Super Mario Brothers, huge. Just passed a billion dollars globally over the weekend. It becomes the 10th like animated film in history to do that, and it made $40 million at the box office. Uh, followed by Evil Dead Rise, Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, John Wick Chapter 4, Return of the Jedi was fifth, followed by Dungeons & Dragons, Air, Panion uh, Selvan Part 2, God's Covenant, and number 10 was Sisu, so that's what people saw at the movies this weekend. Uh, we're going to start with this story about actor Matthew Lawrence yeah. getting candid about how sexual harassment affects men in Hollywood as well. In a recent episode of his Brotherly Love podcast, the Boy Meets World star recalled being asked to strip in front of an award-winning director in the early days of his career. He said, I lost my agency because I went to the hotel room, which I can't believe they would send me to, of a very prominent Oscar award-winning director who showed up in his robe and asked me to take off my clothes and said that he needed to take Polaroids of me. And if I did X, Y, and Z, I would be the next Marvel character. So Har- Harvey Weinstein is, is the robe guy. However, when we're talking Marvel and we're talking that point in time, now I'm not saying this is the case, but Brian Singer, who right. did the first X-Men movies got into trouble for doing stuff like this. Is he an Oscar award-winning director? He's an award-winning he's director. An award- this says Oscar yeah. award-winning. Okay. So. I don't know if he's won or not. He might have won an Oscar. I think Oscar. he won for uh, Usual Suspects, didn't he? Uh, for a screenplay or for directing? Uh, both. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. As long as he won an Oscar, he would probably qualify for this. After the Mrs. Doubtfire actor refused and less director's room, he said that his agency fired him. It sucks. Yeah, he said, not a lot of guys, in my opinion, have come out and talked about this in the industry. He said, now, granted, it's probably a, a third of what women go through, but men go through this as well, which is pretty interesting. So he's right. So is he and his brother do a podcast, That's Joey right. Lawrence. So, yeah. And so uh, Joey Lawrence said the same thing had happened to him. You know, um, you, these guys, it go, I guess it goes both ways. No kidding. You know, Bill Weston made us take our shirts off when we got the job here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we're all adults. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, so. we put it behind us. Yeah. He did point out, I watched some of this over the weekend, he pointed out Terry Crews came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, we, kind of got ostracized and just Yeah, yeah, about, about, saying yeah. about, uh, about men uh, facing sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. All right, so Lamar Odom has extended a helping hand to Bam Margera amid his drug and substance abuse issues. Odom uh, bought three rehab centers in California after his own experience of overdosing in 2015. Uh, his help, his offer to help Bam comes after he surrendered to police for assault charges, of course. We talked about that last week. And during a recent interview, uh, Lamar shared some quality advice to Bam Margera. He advised the TV star to embrace religion if he's ever been into it as it can be beneficial to his current troubles. Odom also extended a personal invite to Bam into one of his Odom Wellness Treatment Centers. Odom Wellness Treatment Centers. Uh, Bam uh, caught Odom's generous offer and shared a video saying that he'd like to take him up on it. And do we have a we clip have, of that? Or we is have it an something audio. Else? Yeah, it's audio Bam talking about uh, it's uh, for some reason the clip is very cut mm. when he talks about Lamar Odom. But the clip prior to it is him talking about why he fled into the woods and why he was on the lamb for a while. All right, before we get to that, uh, he shared a video saying that he'd like to take him up on it. In the clip, Bam had some choice words for his family members 
And after calling them out on their claims about him running from police, he concluded, and Lamar Odom, I just heard your message. Yes, I do want your help, he said. Uh, But here's a clip of him talking about why he ran. You don't understand the turmoil I've been through. I've never ran for my life through pricker bushes eight miles through a barbed wire fence eight foot tall times five. I'm a professional at it. I'm very stealth. I knew how to hide. And I knew that if I would have got caught that night, my mom, dad, brother, I'd be in the mental hospital. Uh, and so he said that he wants to take Lamar up on his offer. Tonight, the person, the one person who could have helped him out more than anybody was Steve-O. Because yeah, he's they, been there. They, they share the similar lifestyles yep. together. They both had serious substance abuse issues. Yeah. And I don't know, man. And Bam's already been in uh, center after center and just going to another one. Do you know the amazing know, thing here is that, and we keep talking about it, is that it was Bam that helped Steve-O. Yeah. Get out of his situation. Yep. And now he can't reverse it. So Lamar has offered Bam a free stay at any center to help him address his drug abuse and substance addiction. And uh, Odom said that the invite is only if Bam truly wants professional help. Yeah. So we'll see what comes of all of that. All right. Tony Danza uh. is facing some criticism. Nick, <laughs> for his behavior. And Kathy, because you love Tony Danza. Uh, for his behavior during a red carpet interview after the reporter, Rye Myers, uh, posted a video of the interaction. And it was taken at the opening night of New York, New York on Broadway. And uh, I want to hear what we have. I haven't listened to clips as of yet. So this so. guy who's on the red carpet is a very energetic. He just loves Broadway. He loves the Broadway stars. And he seems like a really affable dude. And he approaches Tony Danza. And then you get this. Here we go. Good to see you. How you doing? We're right here. How are you folks doing tonight? Well, excited. It's so great, right, to be in, uh, here at New York, New York? Absolutely. Right. We just saw John Relax Peter. a little. You're more excited than we were. Make it easy. It's exciting. It's a great night. I know, night. I know, I know, I know. Okay. So what's your um, favorite uh, Candor and Ed moment in musical theater? I just had it. I was hugging him. Isn't that something else? Just had it, yeah. Now, what's your favorite New York City staple food item? Is it a pizza or hot dog? You know what? you got to do money. you got to come up with better questions. Come on, let's go. i got to go. Thank you, Tony. Uh, in defense of his interview questions, Meyer clarified in the comment section uh, that given the musical theme, New York, New York, mm-hmm. everyone was asking New York City themed questions, and right. that's why he was going with that. And he'd asked a number theme. of celebrities prior to that, yeah. and they were fine with the question. Yeah. But it turns out Nick's dad was right. Yes. Yeah. Nick's dad was right, wow. and he's a reprehensible person. This time. So. Not unless, he, well, maybe he'll come forward and address the issue. Now we'll see. Uh, people in Barcelona had to do a double take on Friday when former President Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, and filmmaker Steven Spielberg joined the throngs of tourists to visit some of city's main sites, albeit with added security. But the trio were in Barcelona to attend a concert by their pal Bruce Springsteen. That's what a life, man. And Obama, Spielberg, and Springsteen all strolled into a restaurant together. <laughs> Where's the rabbi and the priest? Could you imagine? <laughs> it was uh, the Amar restaurant at the Palace Hotel on Thursday. Staff member uh, Paul Pareo uploaded a photo of them posing with the wait staff and chefs to Instagram with the comment, uh, the pleasure this job brings you. So how, I, how much in the way of personal security? So he's a former president. Yes. He's got a detail. Absolutely. I have a feeling that Steven Spielberg runs with a detail. Well, you know Bruce would as yeah. well. He would definitely have a handler or two just to make sure that uh, 
they get where they I mean, need to be. So when you're with the Secret Service provided for the president, do you, do you give your your security staff the day off? It's a good question. Yeah. They might Everything take over. Got it. Not really sure. Uh, on Friday, the Obamas and Spielberg took in some of Barcelona's most famous cultural side stops on the tour uh, set were it to include the uh, Sagrada Familia Basilica. I mean, oh, yeah. laser tag. Uh, designed by Antoni Guadi. Uh, Gaudi. Gaudi, thank you. It's a, this um, really interesting looking church. It looks like a, a giant sandcastle where it's like the... It drips. It's dripping all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and they went to the Picasso Museum as well. And then they went to the, the concert and all that stuff. Right. And I'll have a little no bit No amusement more parks? In amusement news. No, no amusement parks oh, that I know of, by the way. Uh, if you're just tuning in and you're hearing the background noise, Kathy's cuts today. And Kathy is live at Gravity Hair Salon. So that's what you're hearing in the background. All of the, the din of people yeah. donating their hair this morning. Um, awesome. Yeah, we're, and we're looking at footage. She's not actually... Uh, you could probably turn it down. She's not sitting at a desk or anything like that. She's kind of like walking around and, oh, and uh, okay. meeting then... people. Yeah. <sighs> Silence. <laughs> God damn. I thought she was standing there for the whole thing. All right, Stanley. I just don't want to talk to you. I noticed. Uh, Stanley Tucci opened up about his terrifying oral cancer diagnosis on Sunday sit-down with Willie Geist over the weekend. Uh, the Citadel actor was diagnosed in 2017 after losing his wife. Uh, Kate Tucci to breast cancer in 2009. Uh, he said that his late wife traveled. He and his late wife traveled all over the world trying to find a cure for her before she passed away. He said, "So when I got it, I was completely shocked. Yeah. I was terrified, absolutely terrified." He said, uh, "The Devil Wears Prada star had a tumor at the base of his tongue. Uh, he said that it was too big to operate, so he received high dose radiation and chemo." And he shared that he lost 35 pounds as a result of the treatment. He said, I couldn't eat. I had a feeding tube for six months, and everything uh, tasted like you-know-what and smelled like you-know-what. And it took months and months and months for me to finally be able to eat again and then taste properly again. Uh, the Lovely Bones actor added that he's grateful for the support that he received from his wife, Felicity Blunt, and his sister-in-law, Emily Blunt. He said, I was so afraid, but Felicity was very insistent he said, I mean, they had to drag me kicking and screaming, but now I wouldn't be around if I hadn't done the treatment. Yeah. So she talked Good. him into it. It's funny because he's a guy who's known for his, his cultivated palate. Yes. And, uh, yeah. totally. you know, <laughs> he gets gets hit with this. But he thanks his wife, Felicity. Felicity, you're just girl. Love you. I didn't know Stanley Tucci was related to Emily Blunt. I didn't either. Me neither. By marriage. He is uh, her sister. No, 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 he is not not her sister. He's his own mother. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And his third cousin removed. Michael J. Fox opened up CBS about living with Parkinson's disease for 30 plus years. Recent interview, we have some clips to play with this. He had said that it's getting tougher uh, living with the disease. And uh, yeah, and in fact, when we had uh, the clip from Richard Lewis the other day. Yeah. He had said, if you are diagnosed with it, it's slow progressing. He said, if you're diagnosed with it late in life, you may get away with not having a really tough time with it by the time you, you know, die naturally from exactly, age. Exactly, yeah. But if you catch it earlier, Which it's, it's going to be a longer, more difficult progress. And he's hitting that point in his life. So um, this is him talking about falls right. and how difficult they are for people with Parkinson's. I had spinal surgery. I had a tumor on my spine. Yeah, it was benign, but it messed up my wife. And they uh, started to break stuff. Broke, broke this arm, I broke this arm, I broke this elbow, I broke my face, I broke my hand. Falling on things. Which is a big killer with Parkinson's. It's getting tougher. Every day you suffer. But that's, that's the way it is. I mean, you don't 
who do I see about that? Yeah, you can see clearly and you hear in his voice well, that it's progressing. And the, more... and the belief is, is that it'll be a fall that will kill him, you know? And, and there's, he's just, what am I, well, how do I not move? How do I not live? You know, you got to do what you got to do. You don't yeah. die from Parkinson's, you die yeah. with Parkinson's. Yeah, he, he definitely states that. Here's yeah. another clip of him uh, talking about people that uh, not surviving long. Falling and aspirating food and pneumonia, all these subtle ways that gets you. You don't die from Parkinson's, you die with Parkinson's. I'm not going to be 80. I'm going to be 80. Yeah, he's not going to make it to 80. Wow. I, yeah, yeah, God. He's, uh, the, what he's done and how he's carried himself throughout this has been amazing and yeah. it's been inspirational. But I wish the guy could get a break. I know. Uh, another clip of him talking about uh, being happy with his wife. Betty was through a den, a TV room. And I looked at the back of the future and I was just starting. And I hadn't seen it since, like, 1987. I hadn't seen it. I sat down on the sofa. Like, 45 minutes later, Tracy goes, what are you doing? Where are you? And I said, Back to the Future. She said, you're watching Back to the Future? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm really good at it. <laughs> That's good. Such a great movie, man. Oh, it's just sad to see. So... Hopefully, uh, you know, gets whatever treatment he can to keep it as minimal as possible. And every day brings the possibility yeah. of, uh, you know, some sort of advancement. Yep. All right. Uh, here's some sweeter news. Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks are celebrating uh, their long-lasting relationship. And on Sunday, uh, the actress shared a photo of the castaway actor looking at her and holding a cake that reads, Happy Anniversary to Instagram. Uh, they've been married for 35 years. Just going to say that they're, they're my favorite couple. I love Rita and I love Tom and the Wonderful. I'll never forget one time we spent a long weekend in Caracas together. Caracas. And, and, and I was wearing my a submissive ashtray mask. <laughs> and we had a sexual encounter that was so amazing that I, 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 I mean, uh, the FCC provision, I can't go into But it was special. So is that the mask where there's a pole, like, sticking out of your exactly. mouth with an ashtray on it? So for those who are unfamiliar, okay. it covers your entire head. It's yeah. jutting out of your mouth about seven inches. is a black pipe, and at the end of it is an ashtray. Yeah. And they're supposed to make fun of you, and they did. And they called <laughs> you horrible names, and they put cigarettes out of the ashtray and made me feel like a subhuman. And it was a wonderful sexual experience. Well, that's what you go that's for. That's what in, I, I was that, asking. Yeah, they're sure. good friends. They, they yeah. appeased me with this and right. fed into my perversion. Well, happy uh, 35th anniversary oh, those to those two lovebirds. Yeah, they're just lovely. Uh, so she had uh, captioned the post Thursday. <laughs> Could you imagine me just one of those, one of those masks on? on his hands and yeah. knees? <laughs> 35 years of marriage, April 30th, 1988. Love is everything they wrote. Didn't uh, I just read a story, not to uh, take you off mm. your entertainment report. Mm, um, uh, Tom Hanks had donated a very... Um, typewriter. Uh, typewriter. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had that in City Beat. I was going to try to hit that last week. Well, I didn't we'll get to it. But there was a, a local uh, typewriter yeah. place. Aww. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he donated this really cool, classic uh, typewriter. He's got... Um, he, he loves the typewriter community in Philadelphia, believe it or not. Can I tell you another great... Yeah, please. Yeah. So we were together. This time it was in the Barbados. And we were <laughs> at a resort. And what they did is they put my nutsack in the typewriter <laughs> so that when the letters would hit, it wouldn't strike the paper, it would hit my nuts. Why did and you take a I gotta off? tell you, it was a wonderful experience. Yeah. <laughs> that I did get a cut um, from the ribbon advancing. We didn't... Oh, all right, okay. forgot, you know... The old style type. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like the parentheses no. uh, key right. or no, something. That felt like great. That. Okay. <laughs> Semicolon, love it. Okay. Good to know. Uh hey, uh there was a uh there was a celebrity sighting in Westchester over the weekend. Eugene, Eugene. Levy. Eugene. <laughs> Good God, I can't even say it. 
<laughs> Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy was there. Uh, it was the 17th Westchester Film Festival, and there was a film called The Mushroom Man uh, that profiles American hero and Westchester resident Raymond Retu, who was the first person in the world to mass-produce penicillin. I was unfamiliar with this story, and we were kind of mentioning it last night, so I did a little search. This is pretty amazing. Much of his research uh, was borrowed from his knowledge of mushrooms, and it happened right there on the streets of Westchester, including uh, the Church Street Market House, uh, which is where they were having the reception for the Westchester Film Festival. And uh, the film's producers... Douglas Gam and Deborah Devine, both relatives of Mr. Retu, were there. And Deborah is the wife of Eugene Levy. How about that? Yeah. And so he was there, and apparently he even bought some popcorn from one of our former interns. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, great. They have a kettle corn uh, food truck. And uh, apparently he was enjoying himself and out and about in Westchester. I think that's cool. Remember, we've had him in the studio. He was so great. Was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was just exactly the way you want him to be. Yeah, super nice. Wonderful. So, have you, have you watched any of S's Creek? I watched the first episode and yeah. it didn't. I mean, I know it's people okay. love it. Yeah. And there are some people who are fanatics about it, but it just. I love it. It wasn't for me. But I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see a couple other things. Uh, reporter, a new Adam McKay movie mm-hmm. is coming to Netflix titled Average Height, Average Build. And Amy Adams and Robert Pattinson are set to star in this. Nice. Uh, it's been described Wait a as, second. What? We we are friends with Adam McKay. We are. Adam McKay is going to be working with Rob Pattinson. Rob Pattinson is the Batman. Mm-hmm. I want pair, I want something signed from him. Okay. okay. We have Michael Giacchino. I'm working that angle as well. But then if I end up with the Batmobile, I'll be happy. Okay. Yeah. So it's described as part serial, killer, thriller, part comedy. Uh. Other cast members include Robert Downey Jr., Forrest Whitaker, and Danielle Deadweiler as well. So. You know, it's funny. I was watching Back to School a couple of days uh, or, or a week ago or so, and you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s in that. Right. Yes. I never realized um, or I didn't remember that he had all those gaps in between. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was this thing. When you see it, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you go back to Weird Science as uh-huh. well, he's got a big old gap tooth right uh-huh. in the front. Yep. He got that. Got that taken care of. Uh, Variety reports that Steve Martin and Martin Short revealed the season three release date for Only Murders in the Building uh, while on the You Won't Believe What They Look Like Today tour. Uh, The new season, August 8th, Martin said in Orlando. And uh, following this short edit, our show is like Steve trying to pee. It streams for 33 minutes. (laughs) God. They continue to be the funniest people on the planet. Yes. And I love them together. <laughs> Martin Short is. I love show so deadly. much. I love them together. It's I, I, they're just the best. And do you? Uh, I know you've watched it. I, and I and the watched second, it twice. I thought the second season, uh, Preston. I know you haven't seen it. I got to come back to so it. So it has a lot of yeah. funny stuff, but it has some really good Agatha Christie murder mystery, serious, yeah. creepy stuff going on. Okay, and I can't wait for the third season. There's, there's a bunch of red herrings. You you know, there's misdirection. You don't quite know who yep. you think you've solved it, and then you. you you don't think that you solved it anymore? It's really, it's a great murder mystery. All right, and then one final tidbit for you. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is more than ready for a Bridesmaids sequel. In a recent interview with People, uh, the Little Mermaid star said, I would do a Bridesmaids sequel this afternoon right now. She said that group of women was the most magical thing ever. Almost all of us were really good friends already. 
And I think it was such a magical time. So. You've seen it now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great. movie. It's yeah. unbelievably funny. Everything, it's, it's like lightning in a bottle. And the fact that they went as scatological as they did during that movie is just tremendous. Yeah, they, they could they could do it again. Oh, yeah. The whole, I mean, when, they, when she jumps up and starts crapping in the sink. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to clips now. White House Plumbers tells the true story of the secret White House group that patched up government leaks. And here, star Justin Thoreau talks about the iconic Watergate scandal. You know, it was a part of the story that I knew obviously happened, but we all sort of know the, you know, the Woodward and Bernstein, the, you know, the, the deep throat of it all, the follow the money, the, and sort of the story of dogged journalism, you know, being the thing that upended it. But we, it's sort of like the biggest piece of red meat that is <laughs> the actual crime is sort of always been left on the floor. I don't pass a miss a lie. White House Plumbers premieres on HBO tonight at 9 p.m. I'd be a little no pressed in that deep throat. There was another uh, person giving information to the uh, to the newspaper and to Woodward and Bernstein. It was Nell. Yeah, what? it was Nell. Oh my God! Go down wow. to the it basement. Never got used. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't really get anywhere with yeah. that information. I'm looking at this proposed headline for the paper. Gaia <laughs> Zagaga. That's what she said. Next clip, here we go. A new series, A Small Light, tells the powerful story of Anne Frank's family and the people who hid them. And in this clip, uh, Billy Boulay uh, talks about her experience. What? <laughs> it sounds like Bobby Bush. No, I was singing Caddyshack. Um, Billy Baru. <laughs> oh, Billy, 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 Billy. I was thinking of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> okay. where uh, uh, Mondu goes, yeah. bully, 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 bully. <laughs> It's like a Rorschach test. We all see something different. <laughs> In the story about Anne Frank, by right. the way. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about George Smales. <laughs> Billy Boulay talks about her experience. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> on telling Anne Frank's story. Here we go. You know, there's been so many portrayals of her that have... It's their versions of Anne. I really wanted it to be truthful to her diary and her her fieriness and her, her strong will and her opinions. You know, she she was a real teenage girl. She had bite to her. Jigsaw. Uh, a small light is there now on Discovery Plus. By the way, there you go. That is your last story. Uh, for the entertainment report this morning, uh, Mondays, man, we're kicking off with a lot today. We have a bunch going on. Uh, we have Concert Cash, of course, coming up at 8 o'clock. We're less than an hour away from your first shot of winning $1,000 in MMRBQ tickets. We also have a concert announcement we're going to get to uh, later on this morning. We have some more of those Guardian Galaxy screening passes to give away. And we have Kathy Romano, who's on location uh, for the Kathy's Cuts Benefiting Wigs for Kids. And she is a Gravity Hair Salon there in Ambler. But then... We're going to talk to Jackie Bam Bam this morning. Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel is where he is going to be. Yeah, it's going to, it's, unless the, the sun came out, even yeah. though the weather forecast is not that good. So obviously this is this is a wonderful event. Obviously the spots are all taken, but people are taking time out of their morning ritual to head on over there and get this done. And it's a wonderful cause. Already had a guy that donated eight inches of hair, which is crazy. Yeah. So I, I want to see what that guy looks like when he got his uh, new style. Yeah, I, I saw a, a fleeting glimpse of him walking across after the, the screen after getting his hair cut. Uh, night and day. Completely different. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll check in with Kathy when we return, see how things are going so far. And uh, we'll be back in a moment. So hang with us on this Monday morning, please. 93.3 WMMR presents... 
Concert Cash. Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day. Plus, tickets to MMRBQ this September. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10, and noon. Then, 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash ticket window. Get the keyword. Enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app. You can also text it to 45911. Each winner from MMR gets a grand in cash. And two tickets to MMRBQ in September. See official rules at WMMR.com. It's Concert Cash. Sponsored by Meineke. Tires, brakes, batteries, and more. Doing car care right. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So, yes, uh, in Ambler at Gravity Hair Salon, that's where Kathy is. We're going to check in with Jackie uh, at the end of this segment, who is going to be at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel. Uh, but, Kathy, you've got people of all ages that come in to be a part of this, right? I do. And, like, it's, I don't know if I can say this this early in the morning, but I think, like, my favorite two have already cut <laughs> their hair. Aww. I'm here with two sisters who came in. To- What's your name? Avery. And how old are you? Nine. And how come you cut, how much, do you know how much hair you cut off? Yes. Much, what, what was it? Twelve inches. Wow. wow. cut your hair? I don't know. I think your mom <laughs> didn't want to brush it anymore. Yeah. What's your name? Caroline. And how old are you? Eleven. Do you have to go to school today or do you get off? We still have to go to school. What? No. And um, uh. so who brought you here today? Um, my mom and dad. I heard your dad is so cool. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So telling them, make sure they say that he's so cool. So they're nine and eleven. Uh, they both donated together, and uh, their their mom. I actually was talking to their mom, and she said um, that Caroline has these beautiful curls, and she said she thought it would be nice for some little girl who doesn't have hair to get those beautiful curls. So that's, that's amazing. Today, they're yeah, they're they're talking. wonderful, Kathy. Yeah, they, they could they could be do they could leave right here and go do commercials for hair care products. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Kat, can you ask their parents, because their daughter named, or, or me and Preston's daughter's names. Yeah. Did they hear the names from us and go, we like those names, and uh, we're going to name our decide. What'd you say? Oh. We did try to copy off Casey Boy. Ah. ah. <laughs> oh, oh, hang on a second. I know. Yes, I, you I, know them. You do know I, them. I graduated high school with her. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bridget. Hi, Bridge. <laughs> She's waving to Casey. Um, and then I also oh, so wanted funny. to talk to Carly. Carly, where are you from? Burlington, New Jersey. How much hair did you just cut off of your head? 27 inches. Whoa! Holy moly. Oh, my God. 27 inches. We have pictures. You have to see it. It was so long. When was the last time you cut your hair? Four years ago. Wow. And it was right before or after your daughter was born? Uh, four months after my daughter was born. And what? how come today? Why did you decide today to cut it? Uh, well, I've been thinking about getting it for a while, and this has kind of always been, I guess, cycle that I go through, that I grow it out for a few years and then get tired of it and cut it, so it's just kind of, it was time, and I heard that you were doing this, and I was like, you know, I've, I always donate when I cut, so it seemed like perfect timing. Well, thank you so much. That's going to make a beautiful ponytail for sure. It was my pleasure. I'm so happy to do it. Yeah, I mean, tw- you had to see that her hair, 27 inches. It was absolutely beautiful and now goes to wigs for kids. And like I said, um, they told us between 10 and 30 ponytails, depending on the size. Hers is obviously a larger ponytail, but depending on the size, that's what it takes uh, to make one wig. And then it costs them about $1,800. So they do accept monetary donations. And uh, yeah, so so we're at Gravity Hair Salon. You guys are going to check in with Jackie in a little bit at Vibe Salon. I yep. uh, just want to thank True Beauty Concepts. They've donated all the hair products that the stylists are using today, as well as the gift bags that are going out to our listeners. And then uh, the Preston and Steve show 
guys, you donated as well. Um, you put T-shirts and a compact in each gift bag uh, for all of the people. So thank you to True Beauty Concepts, uh, Duncan as well, and then, of course, all the donors that are here today. Excellent. All right, Kath, we'll check back in a little bit later on. Like she said, uh, Jackie is in Mount Laurel, and he is at uh, Vibes Live. And uh, we'll see how things are going there this morning. So the school is 14 years have been going. It's amazing what they have to, what what all it takes to put together it's huge. Uh, wigs and yeah. all this stuff. And to put so. together this event. And, and the do, the people who are donating are, are actually literally giving of themselves yep. to make uh, life a little bit better for some other people. Exactly. Hey, can I mention something real quick? Uh, and and I have dropped the ball on this. Uh-huh. I Over the weekend, I went to the, uh, the Laurel House Gala, all right, on Saturday. Uh, had a great time. Laurel House is this wonderful shelter for people who are suffering from uh, domestic violence. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's an event coming up, and I didn't start hitting it until last week, and I dropped the ball because I should have been promoting right. this a while back. Uh, but it is the walk a mile in her shoes. Yes, we get together, men, and we <laughs> put on women's high heel shoes, and we walk for a mile. It's a great fundraising event. It's coming up, uh, n- not this Saturday, but the following, on May 13th. As I was at the Laurel House Gala, they're like, you know, there are no team members on Team WMMR so what? far. And I'm like, oh, that's my fault. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. So I'm putting the word out now. All right. To please join me for this event. And we're going to be at the Pfizer Collegeville campus. And it will be on the, like I said, May 13th, a Saturday. Uh, check in at 9, ceremony and walk at uh, 10. Uh, and it's done. It's like an hour-long thing. It's a real quick event. It's And it's it's fun. It yeah. legitimately is a fun thing to do. And raising money for a wonderful organization. So if you would like to get registered for that, please do so. Uh, you can go to, click on the uh, community events of WMMR.com and sign up now. Uh, or you can do a quick search. Uh, you can go to the Laurel House's website. There's a bunch of different places to do it. Or reach out to me and yes. I'll help you out with it. All right, so please do that and join me if you can. It's going to be a good time. All right, uh, I saw this story. thought this was kind of interesting. And th- even though this is out of the U.K., I think some of this might echo a little bit in the U.S. as well. Uh, but apparently the average adult hasn't spoken to their neighbor for three weeks but millions enjoy passive-aggressive posts on community social media pages. <laughs> it was a study of U.K. adults. They found that 56% of those in local online groups report uh, sniping and backbiting, as they call it, with 34% describing it as pure entertainment. So they would actually... So the, the consensus here is that uh, people are more likely to enjoy doing that backbiting and, and yeah. gossiping rather than just talking to their neighbors. Exactly. Uh-uh. One in 20 go as far as saying that they can't remember the last time they spoke to their next-door neighbor face-to-face. However, when wanting to communicate about peeves, 18% said they find it easier or prefer to voice their thoughts online rather than approach a neighbor to discuss in person so, issues that they might have. I'm going to ask this question knowing the answer, but you're not on any of these oh, no. town Facebook Def- pages or anything, right? Definitely not. Uh, I, I'm not either, but I know people who live on them. Rochelle will go on uh, to just find out like what might be happening yeah. in the neighborhood. Who's swinging? Not necessarily who's swinging, <laughs> but other people that are looking for assistance or yeah. you know things like that. But there are people that do air their dirty laundry. Uh, on these sites as well. I, like my neighbors are great. I love saying hi to my neighbors. In fact, you, you like oh, I haven't spoken to them in a while, and you 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 that's that's a wonder that's a quality of life issue. Um, to, to me, jumping online and and like backbiting as, as they say, it just doesn't seem like it's not cool. Do you live? It in, ain't cool. Do you live in a neighborhood? Yeah. Or okay. So so there are several streets in in one 
it's it's a it's yeah. an off the main road uh, subdivision of sorts. So I'm I'm on a I'm on a, a main thoroughfare in front. But but to to your point, um um. Because I live in a, like a neighborhood community, right? So there are houses everywhere. Everywhere. So you've got you've got a more classically suburban. I've got more of a um, hybrid sort of. You okay. know, so there's a lot of houses. All right. Yeah. You because know. there's like Facebook pages that are like specific for my neighborhood. Right. Right. And this would be, and I know that they exist for our general area. A lot of them have to do really the ones that I've ever heard anything about have to do with um, somebody reporting a break in or something on a car or whatever, and that's the information that's exchanged, but. I don't think I'd want to, you know, be stabbing people in the back on these things. Preston, do you have an HOA? No, we don't, actually. I'm surprised. Yeah. Uh, Casey, you do, right? I do, yeah. And uh, do people complain about that? And can I even ask you that on the air? Or is this, I don't yeah. know if I'm like... No, I don't, not that they? I know of. Okay. I mean, I was actually just talking to a neighbor of mine um, who just so happens to be my best friend's mother-in-law, but... Um, uh, there was, she was like, Hey, did you know that this is happening? The retention ponds. I'm like, no, she's like, you don't read your emails. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's, a common, it's a common complaint for people to, uh, to complain about their HOAs yeah. because I guess they can be pretty oppressive at yeah. times. My biggest complaint in my neighborhood is that, uh, we're not allowed to have fences. All right. So you're not allowed it's to have wild. It's stupid because what if, what if you put, I'm sorry. What if you put in a pool? So. The this, fence would get Yeah, right. that's why you got to let me finish. Okay. You're yeah. not allowed to have a fence unless you have a pool, which means you're allowed to have a fence. It's just going to have to cost you $50,000, <laughs> you know? And it, and it's a bunch of cra- So, listen, I don't have an electric fence for my dogs, right? So, I do something that, you know, might either be more humane or less humane, but I put them on a lead, right? Right. And, um, when I don't want to take them for a walk, which is pretty much all the time. But, uh like that's that's my only option, uh, other than you know doing the electric fence. And I don't like the electric fence. Well, your, your dogs are also your, your, your dogs could go could survive an electric chair in a prison. Uh, they're Reggie huge. Would they're have, bigger than humans. He'd be like, oh, what was that? Yeah, but, you know, I felt a stinging. Mm-hmm. No, so in that case, I I don't know if I'd want to. I I understand how these these organizations can help keep the look of a, of a neighborhood up and keep your value, the value of your home intact. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think it's a bit outlandish what they have you doing, you know? Yeah. I've heard of some really oppressive situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's, uh, you know, this article goes on to talk about uh, cocating with your neighbors. And I can't so have my guillotine. That's no? Kill- no, no. <laughs> this was me. I came on the radio and told you guys about my neighbor's barking dog. Yes. Yeah. And, and- then... Finally, a neighbor just knocked on the door and said, "Hey, do you know the dog is barking? Can yeah, you keep you it away from the door?" Talk and they were to like, them. "Oh, okay, sorry about that." They may not know. Yeah. So, by the way, here's the list of the twenty neighborly annoyances. Oh, let's hear this. Uh, in case you guys are interested, <laughs> and this is from the UCK. Uh, this is from the UCK. Okay. Yes. All right. So, do you want me to start at the bottom? Uh, there's twenty of them. Uh, well, the, more, top, the top one. I want to. I want to put my. Uh, I want to put my neighbor. You get your on blast. All right. All right. Well, that's the number one. You want yeah. to go ahead and start there. Yeah. 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 Inappropriate parking is the number one. Inappropriate parking. Neighborly mm-hmm. annoyance. Yeah, it is annoying. Yeah. So, people like park in front of your house, or yeah. they you know, can come close to blocking your driveway or whatever. Yeah. I think we also tend to get like, there. If it's a public street, they're allowed to park wherever they want. Yeah. Like, there's some things where like you're like. Um, this is right here by my house and by my steps. It could you avoid, like, if there's the entire street is, you know, like if you're coming home and you've been shopping, can you, you know, would it be nice to leave the spot, especially one that might facilitate you getting groceries out a little easier? But it, it's not; they're not bound by law to do that, right, and right. so you can't flip out. So uh, my neighbor Mike, who lives down the street, I love him. I went to high school and college with him. I've known him like for a long, long time. But Mike. There's two driving adults in his house, and they have four cars. 
And because he takes such good care of his cars and they're all paid for. So when he gets a new car, he just can't get rid of his old cars. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, like my family should have a fleet of vehicles. Yeah, so yeah, he, I know. Has, he has like an emotional attachment to his cars, but they're all on the street. And his is the end of the street that actually has small children. So, Mike, just sell your two cars that you don't need. <laughs> You don't need them anymore, but uh, I also talked to a guy who, he lived on a street where neighbors had uh, a draw, a nice driveway, didn't park any of their cars in the driveway, and there were a lot of people in the house, and they literally, like, just took up the entire street yeah. with all of their vehicles. Was that and, me that you were talking about? No. No, was that you? Did, that, did you guys do that? That happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not... Us, our neighbors, do that. Oh, really? Yeah, and and, and they, I, so they don't use the driveway at all. No, they do, but they have a steep driveway, and they like. And the, I get along with my neighbors great, so this is not me going on air to complain about. Them. Could you could you <laughs> leave a note on the windshield and affix it with a hammer? They have a <laughs> steep driveway, and so sometimes they like parking on the street, which I understand. However, there's a cul-de-sac on my street, so they could park at the end in the cul-de-sac and not block anybody's driveway or. Park in front of my house. <laughs> oh, they park in front of your house. What well, sometimes? See, I now. Do you have a, an issue with people, Casey, who park in front of their own house? No, no. I was just I'm making fun of Mike because he <laughs> can't get rid of his own cars. So I I don't park. It's weird because where I park, it's like a fleet. Well, now that like Casey's driving, so we have a, an extra right. car in the driveway. So in, in order to not block anybody in, I park on the street now. Mm-hmm. Now I park not directly in front of my house, but only because. My uh, mailbox is there. So I feel like if I park there, then the mail truck is going to have to, like, go around my car or, you know what I mean? So Park on the lawn. I could park on the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. <laughs> You're going to do that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Put some furniture out there, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and put cinder blocks out there. The HOA will probably give you some advice. Yeah. And, uh, hey, I like your placement on the Confederate flag. <laughs> yeah, there, here's the, there, is a, there is basically a uh, house around the corner from me. It has a van up on, like, cinder blocks. Ooh. Has been there for as long as I've been there. Case, I remember- it just doesn't matter. The neighborhood. <laughs> well, even if it did, you put oh, it in man. the back. Yeah. I told you guys about when uh, my band, when we bought a school yeah. bus, oh, yeah. parked it in the, in the driveway, my neighborhood, that lasted about a week or so, and then we got a letter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, can't have do that. that. Here. Uh, all right, some other uh, neighborly annoyances uh, loud music, yeah. dogs barking loudly. Um, and listen, and, and I have, my dogs are barkers and I, I constantly am out there going, can you shut up? Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you just, you can't do anything about it, but we try, we attempt to. Well, there's also, also, you also have to be understanding if you are, um, like if the neighbors, if it's during the day and, um, you know, if it's during the appropriate times where you wouldn't get a, a, a fine or you wouldn't get some sort of citation for... Yeah, it's still annoying. Though, it is annoying. Know, and, we do what we can. Again, with all these things, if if you sense that your neighbor's making a concerted effort yes. to try to help, right. that's enough. Uh, also, shouting, which is what I do to my dogs. Yeah. Uh, noisy children. Oh, come on. Noise from a house party. Yeah. Doors being slammed. These are all standard. Loud TV. Do you use the messy, invisible fence? What's that? For the kids? Do you guys do that? <laughs> yeah. Use what? The invisible, the invisible fence, fence for the, for the yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, messy exterior experience. Yes. Uh, uh, appearance. I'm sorry. Leaving, you know, just whatever. Your house is in disarray. Yeah, I actually, my neighbor Jerry, I saw him right before we got all of our stuff done for the prom picks. But we let our house go for as long as possible. And I was like, Jerry, I'm so sorry for the way my house has looked over. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, he probably does care. <laughs> <laughs> Were you paying him? 
Why would I pay him? Well, no, you, you paid him to do the work, right? No, 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 no. Jerry's my neighbor. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was the guy you contracted to, to take care of everything. No. Uh, then we have uh, animal feces being left outside. Well, that's where I draw the line. I love me some good piles of animal feces. Uh, Let me know, ask you guys I don't this. really clean up poop in our yard. No. No. no I see it as fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I know. It kills the grass. Does, Does it? it? It's the opposite of fertilizer, yeah. Well, because sure? of the... I haven't seen any issues with that. Dog poo and pee is not, yeah. pee, not, yes, not but... good for your lawn. Dog poop, yeah, it'll also... Well, it's not like well hold on a second. I, I think that there might... Well, I've heard both. I've predicted that the dog crap can actually be bad for the grass because of whatever the dog might be eating. Right. Um, but I, in all the years, so we had our dog in our yard. It wasn't the crap that would affect the lawn. It was the pee. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, according to uh, lawnlove.com, so take it for what it, that's worth, but it's not oh, good yeah. fertilizer. Dog poop kills grass, and if you let it sit out for too long, it can also spread bacteria and parasites. Wow. <laughs> Is there any truth to I had heard that uh, female dog urine is worse than male dog urine? Really? Yeah. I don't know, but they're both. I've tasted both, and they're pretty good. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we have uh, smoking is one of the top mm. neighbor dogs? Annoyance, annoyances. No, smoking cigarettes. Oh. <laughs> uh, and not smoking dog. There is somebody who smokes in my neighborhood who leaves their butts in the street. Oh, that's not cool. Mm-mm. Not cool. Yeah. That's t- straight up littering. I, I don't. Listen, if someone is smoking, of course, you have to be in close quarters, obviously, or your house had to be fairly close together if your neighbors are smoking and you're, it's affecting you. Yeah. My sister used to smoke, and when she would come and <clears throat> stay, for whatever reason, she would go out in the front of the house and smoke cigarettes. I'm like, don't do that, please. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> Get in the backyard now. Sometimes uh, people will smoke off of balconies in our building, and then when you go outside, their like butts will yeah. have blown off the balcony and onto your balcony. Really? And it's just like, like the grossest thing to pick up. I mean, it's one thing too if it's in the street, but if it's like on your balcony furniture, just do you have anybody there. who pees off the balcony? I actually had to think about it. No, not that I know. <laughs> okay. uh, the other top annoyances of neighbors are having a fire or barbecue. Oh. Well, you, some people get right. just get. Uh, some of these I can understand, and some of these are just you're just living. Uh-huh. You're uh, having a barbecue, yeah. not putting trash cans away. Okay, that I can see. Like leaving them out for days on end. I yeah. guess. Um, having to take uh, their packages in repeatedly. Okay. What is it? Uh, explain that. Like, you know, uh, the packages that are left for you. Oh, like, I sure. Like uh, Amazon. Right. And so you're like, you say, so all of a sudden you're working for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, swearing loudly. Yeah, that would be annoying if that were the case. Uh, littering. The f- is that? <laughs> <laughs> Not giving you a heads up about construction work. Uh, what have- the f- Listen to this one. Having a bold color front door. That's what front doors are for. Front door is too boldly (laughs) colored. We don't have, like, I I do like a yellow front door. We don't have (laughs) a yellow front door, but I I, I don't know. Forgive me, Father Fireson. (laughs) What is your sin, son? (laughs) I very much like a yellow front door. (laughs) See, to hell, Mary's. No, I I think that's fine. It's your front door. Yeah. What's an outlandish color for your front door? Yellow? Purple. Yellow, red, purple. Isn't the red door, um, you'll find the red door at, uh, is it Lutheran churches or? Elizabeth Arden. Uh, Elizabeth Arden, yeah, the spas, yeah. It is, I think it is Lutheran. Uh, because I went to, we visited Muhlenberg, which I think is Lutheran-based. Yeah. And they had, like, red doors on all the... I like a, a red door. I think it, it pops. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go to uh, PJ. She says, uh, or he has the neighbors from hell. Oh, PJ, good morning. 
Good morning. Carson Daly's a tool. Yep. Still, Still is. What's up, bud? Uh, I got to say, I've had my fair share of troublesome neighbors, uh, but this one definitely takes the cake. My wife and I moved into our house about three years ago, mm-hmm. and little did we know that the uh, people we bought the house from moved out because of the neighbors. Oh, God. Um, every single thing on your list, has been on our list as far as what they do wrong. Um, they have a dog that constantly barks as early as 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm. They have no fence around their yard, so their dog poops in our yard nonstop. Oh. Uh, but I think the latest is that they were just on the news uh, for the, the two young boys that live there were just arrested in a tri-county drug and gun ring. Whoa! Oh my God! Okie dokie. I live in Abington, PA, one of the best uh, <laughs> townships, I think, in the country. And for this to pop up right next door to us is just insane. Well, you're wow. basically being held prisoner in your own home when you have all that stuff going on. I woke up uh, last May to a, the Abington PD in my front yard uh, with essentially a SWAT vehicle wow. and full military garb. Assault rifles perched in my tree out front, uh, serving them a warrant for. Did okay. So when that was happening, that had to have been pretty exciting. Uh, it was pretty exciting, except for the fact that they did it at about uh, four a.m. And you, you should have walked out in your robe with a with a cup of coffee. Hey, Joe, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that uh, that the whole block was being evacuated for like a gas leak or something. Uh, and my wife scared to death, and I look out my front window from my bedroom and see three police officers. Wow. Full hey. military guard perched Whoa. up in our trees just wow. uh, waiting for something to go down. BJ, have you ever had, like, personal run-ins with them, like, you know, uh, connotations at all? Um, I have not, but uh, not directly. I really try not to interact with them as much as possible. Right. Um, but I did have... Uh, during COVID, I was working from home, and I saw two guys. They also, due to the, all the drug and gun-related charges, bring a lot of uh, not-great people around the neighborhood. Right. Um, and I was looking out my front window and saw two kids that looked like they were up to no good uh, across my property. I watched them, and they're definitely staking out my neighbor's house trying to break in. Uh, so I promptly went out, confronted them. They started running away. I'm sprinting down the street in my socks, calling the police, trying to track them down. Um, so that maternity or paternity issues with, uh, you know, just just craziness in the street, just screaming. Uh, it, it's been all sorts of so, hell over and the last three, three, years. three years for you now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, has anything gotten better now? Uh, well, all. Uh, there's there's three sons that live in the house, and one of them, I believe, is in prison. The other two are currently facing uh, charges and ongoing um, court, you know, court proceedings. So I'm hoping within the next couple of months uh, that it's taken care of. Whether that means they're, crazy. they're going away or at least put in check. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the day they move out, you guys will be block party. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> buy the house and destroy it. Yeah. Does <laughs> does the, do the other neighbors? You guys talk about what you see going on over there? And oh yeah, all yeah, the time. I'm sure. Um, I I have over the course of the last, I'd say two years have been uh, in regular communication with the uh, detectives of Abington Police Department. 
Um, and the, I think the latest thing actually is that, uh, the kid, I guess, went out and, uh, bought a new, I think it's a Dodge Challenger, uh, that is the po- possibly the loudest car I've ever heard. Right. A charger? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, waking up the whole neighborhood at all, all hours of the night. So every time that happens, I always get at least two or three texts from our neighbors saying, well, me, call the police, call the police. Let me ask you, PJ, because this ha- happened to me once, even though besides all that stuff, Every once in a while, is it entertaining? <laughs> it's uh, uh, <laughs> I, I will say, yes, it, it is. It has some degree of entertainment. Uh, it was kind of fun watching the whole execution of the warrant and yeah. uh, the SWAT teams in, in play and the fact that they uh, put them in cuffs right up front of my front window. So I got a, a full scene of them emptying his pockets and him trying to eat whatever they <laughs> emptied in wow. his pockets. Oh, wow. To see a live action, t- a real TV show. By the way, yeah, PJ, yeah. we're getting we're getting some texts from people who know what you're talking about. By the yep. way, so they're they're saying that this house is notorious. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh. it's pretty terrible, and and they're right next door. Oh, hey, good for you, son Yay. of a bitch! Bring over a pie today. <laughs> Thanks, PJ. Just Appreciate it. an apple pie. Have a good one, guys. Good yeah. luck with everything, man. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't have to have direct interaction with something like that in your neighborhood and can kind of watch it at at arm's length, it can be a little bit of an entertainment show. So about. Three summers ago. <clears throat> now, it wasn't so... I'm, I'm on a, uh, uh, at, a, at an intersection. Across the intersection, two or three houses in, there was a volatile relationship. Uh, apparently, and I got... You could hear the whole thing because it'd be, it'd be occasion. It happened two, two or three times. Yeah. Uh, and the, the guy was cheating on, on the much larger girlfriend who would, like, go nuts on him and chase him around, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. around his car. And, uh, it, it, and, and then it happened. It, and it was, always, it was always like, at the time where you're most likely, it's quiet on a quiet summer afternoon, but I have to say, I would see all the neighbors kind of, and we'd all be like, this is great. This is one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. By the way, real quick, I have a couple of tips, and we need to get Jackie Bam Bam on the line real quick yeah. and see how he's doing for uh, Kathy's Cuts. Uh, but, uh, by the way, here's, uh, here's some tips for neighborly conversation. All right, how do you fix so we can, it? We can, yeah. we can wrap this up with that. Small talk can be a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Is your still in jail? Find ways to start <laughs> to interact with neighbors on a more daily basis so that when situations that bother you crop up, you're already in, in a relationship with them. Hey, John, I'm looking to start smoking meth. I know you have connections. You can create small talk by staying curious, asking questions, and listening how they respond. Uh, also, keep it short. It says, yeah. we love to over-explain things, but it's important to keep your points clear, succinct, and to the on the topic. Uh, it's helpful to prepare what you want to say beforehand to help you feel more confident in addressing the situation. And then finally, the third tip is stop focusing on being right. Yeah. Ask yourself how you can see it from their perspective. Focus on how much they're wrong. And try focusing on a solution that works for all of you. So, you know, maybe that meth lab, there's a positive to it. Yeah, you know, you, yeah. you have to think about yeah, their I want to ask you, what do you think the differences are from the way we see SWAT on TV and the way you've interacted with them? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's it's definitely interesting. All right. Well, a very neighborly thing is actually happening as we speak. It's Kathy's Cuts at Staying Place. Yeah. And this is the 14th year that this is taking place in two locations this year. We already checked in with Kathy at Gravity Hair Salon. That is in Ambler. And now, we'll see if we can go live via Zoom. Jackie Bam Bam at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel. Jackie, can you hear me? 
I can hear you guys. Yes, we're on the other side of the bridge. Finally, <laughs> people are super excited. <laughs> I love it. And Jackie, yeah, you were able to get over there. You were not. You're not too far from there, right? No, hop, skipping, and jumping away, press. I always say where this place, Vibe Salon, is located. You're familiar with the Morristown Mall and Yo Romano. There's a Target right behind me. <laughs> but at Prospectors, a great restaurant. So, uh, yeah, it's right here. I'm so happy. And a lot of our listeners are like, Finally, we're doing this in Jersey. Since it's really cool. Yeah, that was very important to, to Kathy that you get a look. We got a location there, and she was able to arrange it. And uh, uh, thanks to you for coming in early and doing this. And uh, the vibe seems really good. The place looks like it's a uh, state of the art facility. It's a beautiful place. Uh, Jill, the owner, said they've been here. I, I, I want to say like close to eight months. It's a dream come true. And uh, I remember the mayor was here, and they were cutting the ribbon. So this place is really, really cool. And as soon as I found out, Kathy said, Mount Laurel. I said, Kathy, I would love to help out for a good cause, you know. Kathy uh, said 14 years. Yep. Yeah. 14 inches. That's a magical word today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number. And, and some of the, the people that are donating their hair yet, Jackie? I have. I have a gentleman over here that I press. I just wink, and, and his hair is gone, but he's going to have a good hair day. What's your name? Chris, uh, you're doing this for your daughter, too, as well, and your wife, you said? Beard. No, I'm the wife. beard on beard. Okay, uh, okay. He's taking his beard off, too. Okay. Oh, really? You're, you're taking the beard off today, by the way, Chris? Uh, when I get home. I'm not uh, going to do it here. Oh, okay. you should do it there. Boy, you got a big, yeah, is it, your hair. How long was your hair? Did they tell you how long it was? Uh, it was over 14. Over 14 inches. He kind of looks like Brandon Marsh. Yeah, you know, a little Brandon, bit with the beard. Uh, the beard and the long hair that's yeah. now gone. Yeah. Who Kristen else? Steve, right? Noah. Noah's in uh, how, um, fifth, fifth grade. Aww. And they join us from where? Delaware. From Delaware today. Aww. Look at her hair. Wow. What? Very yeah. long. Noah, turn around and say hi. <laughs> I know. Uh, her, oh she had sort God. of a hair covering. Wow. It's going to look phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, people are leaving with a, with a style out of this whole thing and looking great. Uh, moving on. New day. So a lot, a lot of our listeners at uh, Press uh, said they've done this before and a lot, a lot of first-timers. And a lot, like I said, don't have to jump the bridge. They're very happy to over here at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel. Excellent. All right, Jackie, we'll check back in in a bit. We do have to take a break because we got to stay on time uh, for MMR's concert cash. So let us break and come back in a second. That way, we have your chance to win $1,000 this morning. And MMRBQ tickets and Kathy's cuts will go on through the entire program. We'll be back in a second. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know, I just realized something before we get to the bizarre file that uh, in this 14th year of Kathy's Cuts event, that this whole thing has been spearheaded and organized by someone who hates hair. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Kathy is a hair hater. Yeah, Anything? that's why I want everyone to cut it. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what it is. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, this this is for uh, Wigs for Kids, and this organization is awesome. Uh it's there's a lot that goes into putting these wigs together for people. I didn't know that until yeah. we got involved with this about how involved it is and how much it takes and how much it costs over this whole thing to happen. So it's pretty amazing. And a little bit later, Kathy, we're going to talk to uh, a gal named Emily, who's a Wigs for Kids recipient. What do you know about her before we go to her? She's uh, a young uh, person or? She is, I believe she is currently 23 years old. She okay. lives in Cincinnati uh, and she had a wig. She she suffered from alopecia when she was a kid. And so she got a wig from Wigs for Kids. Uh, she has since gr- had her hair grow back. So sometimes oh. when you have alopecia, it will come back, uh, and hers fortunately did. But yeah, she's going to talk to us about uh, receiving a wig from Wigs for Kids. And awesome. you can also imagine all the the whether it be cancer, or alopecia, or any situation that might find a, a younger person, uh, you know, in this situation where having a wig might make them feel a little bit better about themselves. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. And so uh, what I'm noticing, Kathy, is it seems to be a pretty good split between men and women coming in today. Yeah, it, there really is. I mean, uh, I actually didn't look at the check-in sheet, but, like, I think it's been, like, I mean, maybe, like, 60-40. Like, wow. there's been a lot of guys. And the, the before and after pictures, you always have to love them. Like, when they leave, like, completely different people. Like, the women just kind of look like they, you know, they, they look great. They have shorter hair. But the guys, like, it's like a transformation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we checked in with Jackie, who is at Vibe Salon in Mount Laurel. And we'll uh, say hi to him again in a bit. But it looks like we got both places packed, up and running, moving. And when it's all said and done, there's going to be a lot of hair harvested uh, for wigs for kids at the end of the day. Uh, anything you want to hit, Kathy, before we go to the Bizarre File? You know what? I just want to say uh, two things. One, about Gravity Hair Salon. So they have two newly renovated locations. We're here in Ambler this morning. They have a second location in Plymouth Meeting. And the stylists at Gravity Hair Salon specialize in all hair services, including uh, colors, cuts, keratins, extensions, and bridal hair. And then over in Mount Laurel at Vibe Salon, uh, a similar feel there. They provide luxurious, personalized experience through a team of highly skilled and creative professionals. Vibe Salon is a trendy, high-energy establishment offering hair, makeup, and skincare services. Nice. All right, well, we'll check back in with you in the next segment, as well as Jackie Bam, and we'll talk to the recipient, Emily, but it's Kathy's Cuts taking place once again this year. Uh, let's do the B-File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by Proteam Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Proteam Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. All right, we will start with this messed up story. A Texas man on a date who paid $40 to park only to learn inside a Houston burger joint that he was scammed, allegedly went back, fatally shot the man posing as an attendant, and then returned for dinner with his date. Eric Agu- I had to take care of something. So what were we talking about? Uh, Eric Aguirre appeared in court on uh, Thursday on murder charges in the April 11th death of 46-year-old Elliot Nix. His bond was set at $200,000. Uh, Aguirre allegedly told his date, quote, everything was fine <clears throat> and that he just scared the man after returning to the Rodeo Goat restaurant from the parking lot. Sounds like a... Like a French restaurant, I'm assuming. Uh, then they started walking to a table but left to eat someplace else after Aguirre looked uncomfortable. Aguirre's date contacted police two days later after police had released photos of the couple 
who had been identified by tips to Crime Stoppers. Um, police said Aguirre and his date had parked their vehicles near a downtown restaurant when Nick's approached them, saying that it would cost $20 each to park their car. So this guy's, you know, scamming them. Right, right. Uh, Aguirre paid the $40, but was later told by a restaurant employee that Nick didn't work for the parking lot and had scammed them. An employee at a nearby smoke shop later told police he saw Aguirre run back to his car, grab a pistol, pistol go after Nick's. The employee said both men went out of his view, but he heard a gunshot then saw Aguirre nonchalantly walking back to his car with the gun in his hand before putting it back into his car. Aguirre then walked back to the restaurant to go inside with his date. Uh, Nick's was in the hospital. He later died. Aguirre was arrested earlier this week. He's going to jail. Yeah, messed up. On a date? Yep. More than a dozen people were injured in a roof collapse during a Saturday night house party near Ohio State University. Uh, the collapse initially sent 13 to the hospital. Roughly 20 other people were injured in the collapse, but or were able to seek treatment at the scene and walk away. Mois, you see these things and like too too many people on a deck somewhere, and you just think that's going to give way. So the students were standing on the roof during a party. Uh, party goer uh, Gavin Levine said that he assumed standing on the roof was safe because quote everyone does it. <laughs> But he said, obviously not. No. University said that it was aware of the collapse. A spokesperson said, we are monitoring this serious situation closely and assisting first person in any way possible. Uh, Our thoughts are with the present and their friends and family. But apparently everybody was like, there weren't any major injuries. All right. The actual roof collapsed and there were a bunch of people that were hurt in the incident. All right. This is a messed up story, but this idiot got what was coming to him. A 33-year-old accused of beating a woman to death after learning that she was having an affair with his wife and then he staged a car crash to make it look like the victim died. Oh, man. Uh, Matthew, but there's an interesting detail of how this guy was busted. Matthew Tyler Reckert was taken into custody this week, uh, charged in with murder in the slaying of 27-year-old Sheila Nicole Grant. Uh, Reckert killed Granton on April 6th. Uh, Grant, I'm sorry, on April 6th. Uh, inflicting certain mortar wounds to wit, uh, they said, by striking her with a, with an object. I uh, could face a maximum punishment of death or life in prison. So officers April 6th responded regarding what initially was a motor vehicle crash. First responders found Grant unresponsive in the driver's seat of the car. She was pronounced dead on the scene. When a trooper reportedly reviewed the electronic data from Grant's car, they discovered she was only driving 12 miles per hour at the time there you go. of the presumable fatal crash. The data also reportedly showed that no pressure was applied to either the gas or the brake in the five seconds prior to Grant's vehicle crash. So there crashing. you go. Yeah, it couldn't have happened. But there's more. The damage did not appear consistent with the fatal injuries. A medical examiner on the scene reportedly found a dashboard camera in Grant's car. Oh, man. And placed the SD card into evidence. A review of the footing showed a... Dis- okay, guys, I'm going to stage a uh, car crash. Yeah. I've actually just killed my wife. Uh, it showed a disturbing revelation. Camera footage reportedly showed Grant pull up to the home of Record and his wife to... Tiffany Record and Park, a man believed to be Record, then walks around to the front of Grant's car and apparently gets inside. The car then reportedly pulls out of the driveway, drives to a nearby abandoned property with a shed and parks facing the small structure. And after parking, the dash cam reportedly begins to shake. And what investigators believe to be a struggle taking inside, uh, taking place inside the car. He is then seen walking toward the shed with several items that he places in the shed, returning the vehicle. The car is then rolled out until it collides with a railing. At the place where authorities later responded to the car crash, Grant's mother said that her daughter had the dash cam installed a few years ago after she was involved in a car accident. Authorities caught her killer. 
Authorities reportedly located Grant's phone inside the shed on the abandoned property. Uh, Tiffany Record reportedly said that she'd informed her husband on March 31st that she wanted to get a divorce. Uh, he reportedly took his wife's cell phone and found text messages between her and Grant refusing to return the phone until two days later after he killed her. Like, he immediately just went out and took this woman out. Uh, How so, did he think he would get away with this? Yeah, he's facing death or life in prison from that. All right, a new job being pitched in Denver has completely changed the meaning of self-employed. A $1,000 a year position of pleasuring yourself with free sex toys as a member of Love Honey's new orgasm advisory board is now available. So how much does this pay? $1,000 a year, and you get free sex toys. All the money I've lost. The UK-based sexual wellness <laughs> oh brand. Oh, my God. And global sex toy manufacturer will be coming to the Mile High City in May to spend two days recruiting members. I could have been Fortune 500 by this time. And educating the masses about pleasuring yourself says that its resident sexual wellness advisor, or according to its wellness wellness sexual advisor, uh, Sarah Tomickson. Uh, she said that pleasuring self, even though things have changed a lot over the past decades, is still unfortunately stigmatized. One of our priorities is well, making sure it, that people have fun fulfilling sex life. Yeah, it depends on where you do it, too. Uh, Love Honey's main focus for the events and the Orgasm Advisory Board is to promote the benefits of pleasuring yourself and find ways to make the sex-related products itself oh, yeah. more pleasurable. Oh, yeah. She said there's so many benefits to pleasuring yourself, whether it be stress relief or having better sleep. Uh, and by the way, Denver's just one stop in a 16-city tour. They will be in Philadelphia at some point. Well, I think we need to talk to them. I don't know. See if we can get some, uh, pick up some cash right here during the show. When that's happening, but they are going to make their way through Philly. Uh, Love Honey's Orgasm Advisory Board will begin work in June. In addition to $1,000 a year, each member will get $250 worth of sex toys delivered each month. What's better, being a teamster or being on the uh, Orgasm Advisory Board? And the job entails pleasuring yourself with the toys and then reporting back to the company to help improve its line of pleasure-giving products. So, so you're product testing. Only 10 lucky people will be chosen to join the board. Uh, and they will be... Uh, when are they coming through, Nick? Friday, May 19th. It's at the Midtown Village and uh, in the neighborhood, 13th and uh, quarter, and that's 3, 3 p.m. p.m. Uh, Friday, May 19th. The information's up on lovehoney.com. Uh, Let me ask yeah, you. We if should it, get them on the show. Yeah, if it's your job... Does it kind of lose its lust? I don't know. I, I, you'd have to find out. It's like, you know? like I, you know, like if you work at a place that, like, say, makes pretzels that you like, and you, you know, is it yeah. get all times, it get boring. I don't know. We'll have to find out. All right. By the way, you got about a minute left to enter the word interview. That is our word for MMR's concert cash interview. I N T E R V I E W, and you can do that through the MMR app or WMMR.com, or you can text it to four five. 911, but do it right now. You're running out of time. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Hang out. Finally, MM Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown, Billy Idol. Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, special guests, A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, 
MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77. And the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yes, uh, Kathy at Gravity Hair Salon. And as the Kathy's Cuts is taking place in uh, both locations, the other one being Vibe Salon, uh, we thought it would be nice to chat with somebody who has benefited from Wigs for Kids, the organization uh, that is taking the hair and, of course, doing what they do, creating these wigs for kids for a variety of reasons. And so Kathy set this up. And, Kathy, how did we uh, come up with this person we're going to speak to? So we talked to the people at Wigs for Kids, and uh, they told us that she was a recipient and thought she would be a good guest to have on the show. Excellent. I'm going to bring her on the line now. Please welcome Emily to the show. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Emily, I do not know how to pronounce your last name. How do you do that? It's Corocio. Corocio. We yeah. would not have gotten that. Right. I would have messed that up pretty bad. Emily, how old are you, by the way? I am currently 23. 23. And when did now, you have, from what I understand, alopecia was the reason that you went to Wigs, Wigs for Kids, correct? That's correct, yes. And how old were you when you got started with that? I was 14 years old in uh, freshman year of high school for me. And and that's when you first uh, started coming down with the symptoms of alopecia, or you had already been dealing with it before then? Yeah, so I had noticed my hair had started falling out, and within two months, I had completely no hair. Wow. At all. Okay. And so, uh, w- w- did you scramble, uh, or who did you in the direction of wigs for kids? Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was scrambling, but yeah. I had heard from uh, a neighbor or something about wigs for kids that I would be... Uh, able to apply for a wig and potentially get wigs for free because um, I had noticed how expensive they were as I was on my Googling journey, like trying to figure out what's happening to me. So um, I was so grateful when I found wigs for kids. It was um, a very quick process once I had applied. So so alopecia in your case, and obviously we said somebody who might be going through cancer treatment or a, a myriad of reasons why someone might lose their hair, especially at that age, which is a, a pivotal age in a lot of people's lives. Uh, what did it mean once you finally got the wig and uh, and were able to to have that and uh, and go out with that? Um, it was so um, incredible because I was really put in such a vulnerable place once I didn't have any hair. So I remember putting that wig on for the first time. Um, and it was red hair, which is the color of uh, my hair before I had lost it. And I had felt like I looked like myself again. So in the process for the selection of the wig, do, do you, are you able to say, you know, what, what color you would like or what, what texture or how does that work? Because we're, you know, having not gone through it, there's a ton of questions and we might as well ask them to you. Yeah. So um, I was able to kind of choose the length that I wanted and also the color. Uh, the, t- the texture isn't really something that's super up to me, but I guess I could have picked, like, yes, I'll have a curlier curlier hair or a straighter hair. So it, it was kind of, I had the options there. Wow. And do you, do you get more than one wig? Um, so you can get one wig a year. So I did not have hair for about five years. So I think I had received five or six wigs total once a year. Wow. And eventually, uh, the alopecia had, had left. I mean, I, I didn't know that. I thought that once you have it, you have it. But in some occasions, your hair will come back. Yes. Yeah, so it actually never really goes away. But I was able to get on this medication called Zeldans, um back in 2019. And mm-hmm. after about six months of taking it, I had noticed my eyelashes starting to grow back. And 
Uh, my hair is grow back as well. Uh, famously, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith has gone through it, and so she's, you know, she has her situation now, and and they're saying the, the that she will probably have some hair return over time. But uh, so when you when you um, you get the wig, uh, and you say you get you can get one a year, can if you care for a wig, uh, will it last longer, or do they recommend one year per you know per wig? It it can last longer. I think that there was some overlap time. I would be able to wear wear two different wigs every other day or something. But I mean, I was always taking good care of it. The only thing is that if if some of the hair starts to fall out of the wig, that, that that's kind of it for it. So that that sort of speaks to the need for a lot of hair because you're keeping a lot of people in wigs from year to year, and obviously those need to be replaced. I wanted to ask you, uh, and I'm not familiar with this, but. How is it affixed to, you know, when you wear it, is it, is it, um, what's the process of, of, of keeping it on your head? Yeah, so that the, the system that they have now, they're, you're able to put um, some tape on it on the inside. So I would be able to put tape on it and stick it right to my head, which if I didn't have, if when I did not have hair at all, like it was really easy to apply that. Um, and then I could do like all the sports that I wanted to do, and it would it would stay on very well. So if, um, when I did have hair, I could put some clips inside of it and clip it to the little bit of hair that I would have. So it gave you the freedom without having to worry, and and, and as you said, it meant the world to you. Absolutely, yes, it meant the world. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, excellent. Well, that's the message we're passing along to people who are making those days these donations or thinking about donating down the road. How important it is to people who need this, and not just alopecia, but as we said, chemo treatments and things like that as well. And learning that you that it's like a year per wig, and how much you have to go through, and each each person needing that many more. I had no idea. I thought you got one wig, and that was what yeah. you went through for a number of years. But I didn't know they were every year. So that means. Well, the more hair, the merrier. Absolutely. And, yeah. and wigs for kids, yeah. it's free. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. So, um, all right, Emily, well, thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate it. You're going to uh, motivate some more people to get on board for this. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's donating their hair. Absolutely. All right, thank you. Let's hear from Emily. Nice. All right, Cap, we'll check in with you in a few. And you know what, real press, yeah. can I just say something real quick? Because, you know, it is a serious topic. Unfortunately, we have these listeners that come in that are also serious about it. Uh, he requested a specific haircut. What's your name? Uh, Patrick. And what did you request for your haircut? I asked for the old uh, George Costanza. <laughs> George oh Costanza. I, sh- I shaved the top of his head off, and Joe is giving him a George Costanza so that, I hope your wife's not listening, so that he can send a picture to his wife and let her know that he did cut his hair today. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. I how, love that How guy. long was his hair before the cut? We're looking at it. It's, it's very short now. How long was it before, Kathy? Joe, how much hair did he have? We cut 14 inches off. Ah! <laughs> All the way down to the Costanza. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. All right. Thank you, Kathy. We'll check in in a little while. By the way, so my, my stepmother has uh, alopecia, and she has to get a, um, a treatment done once a month, and they actually glue it to what? her head. But doing this once a month, it costs 300 bucks. 300 bucks Each month to get that done. So it's expensive. It's man. a lot. Very, very and, and expensive. And, you know, what, what makes you feel like you, what makes, for, for especially for a little kid in school, you know, yeah. just to have, as, as Emily was saying, to be able to participate in sports because of the way the wigs are, the, are designed and because they can, um, you know, be fixed on firmly and they can be a little bit more active, that, that's fantastic. Yep, most definitely. So good stuff happening today. Once again, 14th year. Of, uh, Kathy's cuts. Uh, by the way, Steve, you sent me this article last week. I think this is worth bringing up. All right. Uh, it's kind of city beat oriented. Yes, I have a couple other stories wow, if wow. I need to, but um has to do with the shore. Oh, so this guy, I, I was wondering, you guys are in full prep mode for the shore now, right? Oh, you, yeah. With your... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. Your regular weekend thing. Uh, uh, Keenan's is going to be the big, you know, 
get it going yep. uh, shore event that takes place. But between now and then, yes, for sure. I I, I sense a massive. I mean, it's usually it's, it, every year people are very excited to you know return to the shore and, and to do the the summer activity and these kind of things. Yes. But the uh, I, it just seems extra this year for some reason. Are you feeling that? Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. there's a, the mild explosion building. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the first of May. We're, we are less than a month away from Keenan's. So oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh. Well, anyhow, it's uh, uh, it's definitely happening. But uh, one of the things uh, that uh, we need to keep in mind is there are new laws that you may not know about that oh. are Yay for laws. constantly popping up down the shore. And uh, Steve found this article of uh, new laws passed at uh, Jersey Shore towns for this year. Things to be aware of. Yes. It does, um, it does vary quite a bit, doesn't it, from town to town? I mean, you know, beach tags in one town, no beach tags in another town. Actually, yeah. in, in some cases, Nick, uh, prostitution is 100% legal on oh, one block I mean, and then I, illegal on the next block. I was thinking about Ocean City, New Jersey as well because it's been a dry town forever. And there are little inroads every now and then in Ocean City where, you, in case you know better than I do, but there are places where uh, I th- I, there are BYOs in Ocean, Ocean City? City? Yeah. Um, I don't no, I don't think there are. Okay. No, no they, those they are putting your own yarmulkes. No, they kidding. voted against it. I remember that a couple of years okay. ago. Huh. Uh, that it was that was, you know, brought up to the board and uh, Interesting. But um no, but I do know that uh that there were issues with um teenagers and stuff in these in these beach towns and I think I feel like Sea Isle is like they have like a no backpack. Uh, ban. On, Let's like, lead with the backpacks in Sea Isle City. Stop. I mm. just so you know, I didn't look over there. I just knew <laughs> that. On March, you don't you don't usurp the constable. Come on, man. Okay. On March 20th, Sea Isle City enacted a new rule for everyone, including adults, that bans backpacks, bans bags larger than eight by six by eight inches deep. So will they modify the backpack song? From the <laughs> promenade boardwalk, beaches, and beachside streets between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. Okay, so, so there's a time yeah. when that's yeah, going to be. Yeah, because they're, you know, uh, hiding their white claws. And, so, and by the way, you know like high school kids are drinking white claws these days? Like the boys and I the thought, girls. So and, it's yeah. because of that or, or is it because of theft and stuff like that? No, I assume, right? No, no, no. They're they're hiding their, really? uh, their contraband in those backpacks. Huh. There was a while, like, they were stealing beer out of people's um, uh, fridges that were in their gar- open garage doors and stuff. Huh. So a lot of huh. that stuff going on. So it's 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. May 15th to September 15th, and this does not include medical devices, equipment for journalists, uh, people, in, journalists. people engaged in fishing, or Seattle City police officers. So fishing uh, and journalists can keep their back. So it says here that it is in response to recent cases of teens gathering late at night, underage drinking, ah. and vandalism. And they're drinking White Claws, you're saying. What's, what's the story on White Claw? Well, I don't know. But, like, you remember, it was, like, natural light, Milwaukee's best, and, you know, that's... that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, like, then it was, uh, um, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Right. And Twisted Teas. Okay. So I mean, now it's, just ex- White Claws it's expensive. Are... You know, that's that's the only point. No, okay. You know? Is it expensive? Uh, I yes. Don't know. Don't drink I, the seltzers. Are they more expensive? Than I don't even have a backpack. I feel like a 12 pack is like 15 to 20 bucks or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay. I mean, you were getting cases for nine bucks. Before all this stuff you guys were talking about were wine coolers, man. Oh, That's wow. you go back to that. Bartles and James. That's what the youngins are drinking. and James. So from, from 10 to 1 a.m. is when you can't have yeah. any backpack. So the rule is meant to prevent teens from transporting beer, liquor, or weapons. There you go. That's mainly it. Yep. Uh, there's various uh, penalties, by the way. If a police see a person on the promenade beach or beachside streets with a bag during restricted hours, they receive a fine. Twenty-five adults, twenty-five to hundred dollars. Minors will be given two warnings 
with the ability to remove the item from restricted areas. Let me ask you, when, when there are rules like this, do you see, the, uh, are they inclined to enforce them, uh, you know, comprehensively? Or, like, are there are there things that you see constantly being violated that they don't? I would imagine it would depend on what the uh, the chief of police or the person in charge, what kind of emphasis they put on their officers and yeah. tell them to, you know, there's a certain level of which uh, that they need to, you know, the white claw to hammer down on that yeah. stuff. So I'm not really sure. All right. There's a curfew in Seattle City. Uh, that's new this year. Huh. Uh, people under 18 cannot be out in public areas <clears throat> unless with a parent or guardian between 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, from May 15th, September 15th. During the off-season, the curfew, curfew shifts from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. And what's the age for curfew? 18. People under 18. Okay. Uh, this curfew does not apply to minors traveling home from work, school, or religious events. Mm-hmm. There's also a 72-hour exemption prior to and on the night of Halloween. <laughs> wow, okay. I think if you go... So just go out and tear it up dressed as a priest. <laughs> so Sea Isle, under 18, can't be out in public areas between uh, 10 and 6 a.m. And that's during the season. Uh, Ocean City uh, police can detain minors for breach of peace violations. What? Yep. Uh, there that is... broad. Already a curfew for people under 17 years old in Ocean City, uh, 1 a.m. to 6 a.m., uh, and in the off-season, it's 10.30 uh, to 6 a.m. What does question, that mean, breach of peace? I, I assume un- unruly, like, civil... So there were yeah. basically, like, giant gatherings on the beach. Okay. Uh, Causing a ruckus? Causing a ruckus. So, you know, and this, this is at night, um, and uh, the, the, uh, the youths... Would uh, leave the boardwalk and then head right. on to the beach. And, and Yeah, we got a whole bunch of whippersnappers causing a brouhaha. They'd be hooting and hollering and whatnot. It's I, a I, regular hootenanny here out of the... <laughs> I mean, it just seems like such a broad definition and so vague that, that at any point say, well, this is a breach of the peace and so we're going to arrest you as a result. Not going to put up with this hullabaloo yeah. around here. <laughs> not in my town. Not on my watch. Uh, now, I will say that I don't... Why are you rapscallions? When I was a teenager, we didn't... Uh, I, I mean, I was in Ocean City all the time and we didn't... Go on to the beach at night to hoot and holler. And <laughs> then <laughs> not a brouhaha? Uh, there, there are no <laughs> brouhaha. But I, I'm wondering, like, what? <laughs> are the youths today more unruly or are the adults a bunch of little bitches? Cranky bitches. <laughs> we did. We went on the beach quite a bit. When, and we had senior week down the shore. And uh, our senior week was in uh, in Avalon. And Were you uh, creating a ruckus? We were doing some brouhaha's and ruckuses. And, um, yeah, I mean, listen, if I were a, a 47-year-old man, which is what I am now, and I were in Avalon that week... I would have been annoyed. I would have been annoyed the people at, at myself. My white claws. I left my garage door open. Yeah, well, back then it was Zimas and like Casey said, Natty Lights, and uh, you know. But yeah, it was. I don't know. It's a it's, tough. It's a tough thing for them to juggle because obviously they can't. Be, it can't be so restrictive that people don't want to go down to and, and just spend some time down there. But also, when you have people spending thousands of dollars to yeah. be down in in the uh, um, what is the Ocean City's uh, call to fame? It's uh, like it's like a uh, most. Family friendly vacation oh, yeah. town or some nonsense yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Well, and I feel like all the kids would hang out on the boardwalk. That's what happened when we were. We we would all like gather right outside the surf mall in that little like courtyard area, and then you kind of get shooed off of that area. So maybe that's how they end up on the beach. Yeah, I would think so. Scat you little rugrats. Uh, <laughs> America's greatest family resort is what it's called, oh. Casey. That's yeah. the slogan. Um, but Marissa, when you guys were you guys drinking or anything like that underage? Yeah. Okay. I was. That's the thing. And maybe I'm a big nerd. Oh, see, we were. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not at have... the beach, but just when, you know, yeah. Casey, did you have senior week? Yeah, but I went to Cancun. Okay. Mm. Yeah, everybody in our high school went down the Jersey Shore. 
Uh, so it says here, Nick, uh, however, new police, now police can detain outraged people for breach of peace offenses, which cover, and here's what you're Here's your list. To answer your question. Brujas. A variety of violations, like uh, hootenannies, no, uh, <laughs> like breaking curfew, making excessive noise, or activity that police deem loud, indecent, obscene, or offensive. Okay, so that's a, that's a broad spectrum there. It means police can now detain and bring underage people to the police station to call their parent or guardian. So, so if you're out on the beach late at night, or you're on the boardwalk and you're going, what? Yeah. What? That's hooting and hollering. That's hooting and hollering. That's both hooting and hollering yeah, at the one. same time. Yeah. We got a hoot slash holler here. All right. How about this one? In Seaside Heights. I know that's a little further north than uh, most people travel to from around there. But I, I don't know. Maybe a fair amount of people go there. Uh, in March, the Seaside Heights borough passed an ordinance requiring drivers to pull head in when parking in diagonally angled parking spots, you can't back into them. All right. All right. Yep. What? I mean, it's, who cares? If you, if I'm a backer inner, I'll tell you why though. They're they're angled spots though. Yep. So to to back into an angled spot, it's awkward. You know what I mean? It's there's sure. there's more of a uh, uh, a big swing you have to 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 do, and it could cause a I traffic don't back issue. Into angled spots. No. Like yeah. I, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a backer inner too. Move. Nick, but not <laughs> that's a bitch one. move. <laughs> that is a. I will tell you this. I don't back in at all. Uh, I I, uh, I pull in because it's it doesn't matter to me. I'm not. It's not like I'm Batman and I have to come tearing out of the uh, the spot quickly to fight crime. Nick, I think it was uh, in Manhattan Beach. We stayed at your aunt's place yes. in, in Los Angeles, and there was a parking lot that it was back in only. Correct. Like there was no, and we pulled. I didn't see the sign. Yeah. I just pulled in and you parked in this. I got a ticket. Yep. Because I pulled in and parked. Straight forward. Yeah. Where and are you from, son? You have to back in the spots. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that before. Well, it's the West Coast. Yeah. There's that beach in, I think it's in Lewis or somewhere down in Delaware, where if you back into a spot, um, it means that you're cruising and you're looking to get to be picked up. Okay. Like it's it's a sexual innuendo. Oh. If you back in. Okay. Just FYI, is this guys. is this rumor or is this? Uh, do you think this is fact? No, that's it's how fact. I had some of my best anal. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what people yeah, are yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's fact. It's in uh, I don't know one of the beaches down there. Beach like beaches in the Jersey Shore where they're more in like parks and such. If you're super okay. horny, put a couple of inverted pineapples on the hood of your car too. So if they're they're in parks and such, so. Okay. All right. So a little, little more removed. And exactly. If you park that right. way, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like at a truck stop or something. Yeah, like a little more remote. <laughs> yeah. You oh, want a lot. A nice, a nice bike bike path too. Uh, and then uh, the only other one that was on this list is the no gun policy has been reaffirmed in Atlantic City casinos. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, you can't go into a casino with a sidearm. They are just reaffirming that. <laughs> Grenades still okay. Grenades are still good. Yeah. Uh, it says in February... That's my gambling grenade. Each of the nine Atlantic City casinos uh, enacted personal policies banning any firearms or weapons from casino property. Yeah, it would seem to me, how would you even get in? I don't know. Are they, I guess you could. No. There's no, like, metal detectors or anything. Yeah, I was trying to think if there was. Yeah, it was a, a, like, a, um, I think in Live in the City... Uh, they do. They do have... Yep. They do pat you down. You do go through a metal detector. You go through a metal yeah. detector and they check, yeah. They check your IDs. I forgot where it was. Uh, one of the short towns was uh, trying to stop a, uh, there, there were rumors that there was going to be this uh, floating party uh, going on, Casey, like there was in uh, Wildwood last year. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that, that CO2 or whatever it is, or isn't that, there? I don't, maybe it's a number or something like okay. that. It's like three digits or three letters or something like that of some kind of. 
Remember, they caused all the ruckus. Yeah. yeah. But it was a big brouhaha. <laughs> were they hooting and hollering? It, it was like a hoot nanny. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but there was another town where they recently said, uh, don't try it. You you are going to be arrested yep. you know, if you try to gather here and do that whole thing. There are back-end-only spots in Conshohocken. Right on 4th Street, um, and I, I forgot this. Kathy just texted me right by where the art gallery is. I, I, I was in Concha on uh, Friday night with um, with my fiance and with Kathy. And, yeah, there are spots in Conchi where they also, just like in Manhattan Beach, Preston, it's back in only. There's a part of Concha and it has diagonal parking that always messed like me up. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, on the road, and I forgot where that was. It was over by the, the saloon. You know uh, what? The, pub? Uh, yeah. Great American Pub on that side Great of the Great American Pub, yeah. that was yeah. it. Yeah. Right yeah. by the beer distributor. I, I love that area, but I hate the parking. <laughs> it sucks. All right. Anyhow, uh, so new laws at the Jersey Shore this year, just to give you Nothing affected, though, right? No, there was nothing in... You can uh, still do your hooting and hollering. Wildwood, uh-huh. Wildwood Crest, North Wildwood. So Keenan's not affected by any new laws that I know of. So, uh, yeah. We'll when see. do you have to start um, using beach tags? What time of year? Now? Or I would imagine Memorial Week. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when everything kind of goes into effect. Yeah. yeah they- Right around now, they have like a pre-sale where you can go to the library and get them for cheap. Okay, oh. or you could just go to Wildwood where you don't need to be shagged. Oh, oh, oh no, these tags in Wildwood. Nope. Will no. they accept skin tags? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, yeah. with skin tags is allowed uh-huh. uh, for free on the beach. By the way, <laughs> it's great. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Yeah, what the hell? We'll, we'll continue with Do some city stories. Did you mention? Right. You know you... what? That was more like this. That was. Uh... Yes. That was for the beach stuff. Hey, cats and kittens. All right. Time for beach party. From now on, I will come up with beach segments just because we have this music. Preston Avalon. Preston Avalon. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. I like that name a lot. Oh, all right. Uh, no, this is City Beat the, because this reference something references, uh, Steve, that you, uh, a story you had mentioned earlier. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yes. Recently gifted an autographed 1950s manual typewriter to Philly Typewriter, which is a preservation and restoration Chinese pass young. And uh, Hanks sent the uh, South Philly Repair Store the 1953 East German Remetal GS typewriter uh, last week. Uh, the actor has previously sent pieces from his expansive personal collection to vintage shop, vintage shops and specialty retailers in order to ensure that they are used and appreciated by the owner. He is a legitimate collector. He's a big fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, visitors can actually see Tom's typewriter and try it out for themselves at Philly Typewriter during regular business hours. Uh, Bill Rhoda is the store's manager and said that the vintage typewriter is a fascinating history beyond its famous owner that will be shared with guests who explore the Please Touch Museum of Typewriters in person. Is there uh, is there an adult version of the Please Touch Museum for tactile things? I don't know. What would be the equivalent? The sex museum? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's, for those, there's one in New York and one in Amsterdam. Well, what about, we need one here. Um, yeah, uh, well, uh, would you consider that? I don't uh, know. For, the Franklin, for adults. The Franklin Institute does. The Franklin, like, um, yeah. Well, they do uh, like after dark events right. that are adult only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, uh, <laughs> so Tom Hanks is no stranger to Philly typewriter. Uh, he actually spoke about it in the Inquirer in 2018. He said the shop is his favorite in the city and said that it's a national resource for fellow collectors. Uh, in addition to the uh, Rheimatol machine that he gave them, uh, he owns several 1910s and 1920s machines that still work perfectly and easily. He explained the action is crisp. It's like playing an old Steinway piano. 
recently expect, expressed his love for manual typewriters in an opinion piece in the New York Times uh, detailing the differences in sound that he finds in each machine. He said the sheer physical pleasure of typing and the permanence of the words stamped directly into the fibers of the paper. Um, he owns about 250 typewriters. Jeez. Many of them taking up space in his office, home, storage facility, and the trunk of his car. And he traced his collection back to 1978 when a store owner refused to service his mostly plastic typewriter pointing uh, to a towering collection of refurbished manual devices. So there you it go. Just became just something. fell in love with it. He thought that was kind of oh, cool. What, how much that's worth? A collection yeah. like that. That's a good question. Or is question. it just a bunch of crap? Uh, we, we had an old typewriter that I used to play with uh, when I was a kid, and uh, it was in really bad shape, and uh, I had eventually gotten it uh, in my possession, and I'm like, man, this is so old. I bet it's worth something. I looked it up. It's junk. <laughs> it's absolutely junk. <laughs> I didn't even give a dollar amount. It just it, said junk. It was probably from the 1910s, something like that. It was That's really amazing. Old. Yeah. But, Do you remember yeah. the name brand? Was it like an Underwood? Nah. or? No, nah, I threw it away. Okay. Yeah, it was just taking up space, and I was never going to do anything with it, so... They're heavy. Out. They're yeah. Extremely heavy. Yeah. I mean, like 30 pounds heavy, probably. I think Pierre bought one for Eddie Vedder a few years ago. I don't think he's ever had a chance to get him because Eddie likes, to, <laughs> he likes, he likes to write songs on the, on the typewriter, uh, write lyrics. And so Pierre bought him one sort of like uh, in this Tom Hanks style. Oh, that's nice. Uh, but I don't think he's had a chance to actually give it to Ed Ved yet. Oh, okay. oh. That store in East Passyunk is really cool. Whenever they have the Flavors of the Avenue or any events down there, um, they'll set up a table outside and they'll just be all these little kids like hitting buttons on a typewriter because, Aww. I mean, it's such antiquated technology sure. to a yeah. kid, but they're just so intrigued by it. Like the Please Touch Museum. Yeah, I, I remember just... when I got, my, uh, like, a first, when I got an electric typewriter. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've been to all the stages. I used to type on, my dad had an old style. You had to replace the ribbon, all that stuff, and there would always be one letter that didn't quite work right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, as this stuff advanced, it, it you know, uh, the IBM with the the rotating. Yeah. Uh, where Ed, the hell? Yeah, the right. Ball, yeah, ball, yeah. Was. Yeah. I'm just so lead is on my balls. I'm so bad at typing. I don't. I couldn't imagine having to use an actual typewriter on a daily basis. Yeah, well, that's, how, that's how I learned. That's how I was taught typing. I was taught yeah. on, a, on, a, on a manual typewriter. Yeah. Casey, the amount of mistakes. Yeah, you you can't. You know, I mean, there are you, there. You can go back and and fix them, but it would be so. Yeah. It would be such a task to do that. And then you, what you'd get is you'd get the ones that would go. And before they, they would correct it, they would pop on over and, and put a little white patch over the letter. Mm-hmm. It was pretty wild. Yeah. But, yeah. Antiquated. Who's going to do that now? Come on. All right. I wanted to pass this story along for sure uh, from City Beat. And, uh, Steve, you're asking what the equivalent of a an adult uh, please touch. Well, I'm sitting here with the answer to you. In Plymouth meeting, Legoland announced adult night. Ooh. Which is going to be this May 5th from 6 to 9 p.m. Specifically for adults who wish to visit the center without a child present in an adult-only atmosphere. And so... Nudity? And I don't know about nudity, uh, but the adult night theme is Lego City, City of Champions. And will feature missions, games, and challenges which will test Lego building skills to collect exclusive limited edition mission cards. So this actually probably keys a little bit off the, um, like the Will Arnett show, the, the competition show where they use Legos to build these different, you know, structures. Yeah. Uh, and it's we'll kind of become like a, a global competition. We'll also include a uh, guided tours of Miniland Philadelphia, mm. which is pretty awesome because mm. I have been there. City, they've really? Been, yeah, they've done Philadelphia and Lego. Oh, I want to see that. It's really cool. 
Uh, they also have uh, movies in the 4D theater. Refreshments are available for purchase during the event. And the Lego retail shop will also be open with special retail offers. And it's um, 16 bucks per person and can be purchased in advance on the Discovery Center's website or wow. at the door. You know, here is inordinately painful is the Lego Sibian. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> I would think so. Like, very painful. Even though they use the rounded pieces and everything? Yeah. It would still be uncomfortable, I would imagine. I um, I was never a huge fan of Lego. I just, I, because I, I mean, Did you have something, were you a Lincoln Log guy? No, no, no. My, my imagination's not good enough. Like, okay. I could, here's here's a giant tower. Uh, here is a set of stairs. Uh, yeah. Like, that's pretty much it. Here's a thing with the uh, wheels on it that doesn't <laughs> yeah. look like a car at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that was me too. <laughs> I just made a car with three wheels. Yeah, I was never any good. You mean a tricycle? Yes. But the the um, uh, the kits that you can buy now, yes, are pretty I, awesome. I can follow. And they're the kind of fun. Yeah. To put together, I think anyway. Um. Uh. No? I, I haven't done the giant ones that you guys have done. Yeah. I've only done the like the little ones. I don't know. There's a crazy. The one that I that I look at and I say that might be kind of fun is the the Titanic. Yeah. But but when you read the amount of pieces. It's so we have we incredible. Have, we have the biggest one ever uh, at home. Parker put it together, which it's is the world map. It's got over ten thousand pieces. Wow! Uh, and he did it all by himself. And so we're going to hang that up on the wall. It's pretty cool. Does but, he not uh, want any help? Like, we, did... no, he's cool with the, if, if you jump in oh, okay. and, and and assist. But he just kind of started doing it on his own. We're like, all right, we'll let him do it. So is it is it a is it an elevated map or is it just what is it? What is it? I'd like? have to show you a picture. It looks like you hang it on the wall. It looks like a portrait of some type. Okay, okay. there's a picture of it. The pieces yeah. are yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah photos. Yeah. Um, uh, the pieces are very very small. Oh, did he use the crag? Uh, he did not use the craggle. <laughs> okay. No. That's cheating. Yeah. Uh, I well, don't know. Like, I feel like when you're doing something like that, that is 10,000 pieces. You yeah. want to yeah. you want to keep it intact. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but the uh, the Titanic, I think, is the second largest one, and oh, maybe we'll get that one someday. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they're pretty cool. We've got, a, we got a whole menagerie of these things <laughs> that we put together. We've got, you know, the Saturn V rocket, the, uh, the, the Stark Tower. We have... Uh, the the entire um, uh, Stranger Things, the the uh, Hawkins and the Upside Down, oh, wow. and yeah, we've got Diagon Alley. Did we got Star Wars ones. Um, somewhere probably I can't remember what. My favorite one though is the ISS, the International oh, Space Station. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really. Did you have the cool. Death Star? Uh, don't have the Death Star. Okay. No. We have the uh, Millennium Falcon. and uh, oh, that's cool. It was really cool, yeah. Was that it, $9 million? Uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But there is a bit of zen attached to it. Like, you, you, go, you get in a zone, and you're focusing on one thing and one thing only. So it takes you out of your mind about, you know, thinking about other stuff. And I appreciate that about it. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be adult night, and it is on May from 6 to 9 p.m. I thought that was pretty cool. So if you're interested, you can get on board and do it. All right, and then uh, one more thing from City Beat, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, I did not know this, but apparently in Philadelphia, if you live on a street that doesn't have a tree, you can get a street tree. There's what? a way to go about this, yes. Well, and they just came around my neighborhood. They were asking if we wanted more trees, and we, we already have enough. Uh, there's a place called get out of here. PHS Tree Trent, Tree Tenders. That the Philadelphia Horticultural Society? Maybe that is it. Yeah. I didn't yeah. put that together. They but... do the uh, flower show every year. And beer gardens. Uh, so <laughs> while there is an application process to obtain a tree for your neighborhood, it's easy to get started once you know the steps uh, for uh, street trees. Uh, your local PHS tree tenders and the PHS tree team will work with you to obtain the right permits, prepare the plot where your tree will go, including free concrete removal if needed. How about that? And answer any questions about the process. 
And so the uh, the street tree uh, is actually planted along sidewalks or other public rights of way. It's not on private land. No. So you have to go through proper channels in order to get Three that Three feet back done. is government property, Preston. Street uh, <laughs> trees have been given a bad reputation because of the misconception that planting a tree will ruin pipes, sidewalks, and infrastructure. However, when the right tree is chosen for the right space and planted properly, the tree will grow without disturbing its surroundings. So we have two trees on the thin strip of an land between us and our the street we face on the front of the house, and the side has a couple of trees as well. Yeah, I, they came by and they said, "Would you like a tree?" And they pointed to an area. And I said, "Well, if a tree grows there, people won't be able to see the stop sign." Yeah, and then I said, "Now you get your asses out of here now." <laughs> <laughs> the hell's wrong with you, yeah. people? Crazy, insane people. Uh, so, by the way, some people think that uh, uh, trees. Obviously, the, the roots look for a water source. So, if a pipe is already cracked or burst, the roots of a tree. Are going to find that water source and use it, but a tree will never destroy pipes that are in good condition. Most tree roots are within 18 inches of the surface, while most Philly sewer yeah. laterals are six feet down. Most trees I know are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so in the city of Philadelphia, property owners can apply through PHS for up to three street trees twice a year. Hmm. Uh, the timing is around early May to be planted in November, and again in late November to be planted in April of the following year. So um, you have to review the policies uh, and then reach out to your local PHS tree tenders group. Um, it's a network of trained community volunteers who plant and maintain trees in neighborhoods across the region. Working directly with your neighborhood group makes an application process more seamless. If, you're, if your neighborhood does not have a PH tree tender group, uh, then you can take a course and you can become one. Who's got time for that? So you fill out an application and uh, they see if you can get started. It says you need at least three by three feet Three feet by three feet uh, for a tree pit and new tree location cannot block existing driveways or intersections. <laughs> but that's cool. So if you've got a kind of a sparse street, and I do love the tree-lined city streets. So, I think they look so, so, so cool. We've got trees all over the place yeah. where we are. We're, we're, where we are is known for its the trees that come in. and It's just going down a drive and seeing all those trees. Yeah. The, the umbrella, the shade, it's... Gorgeous. And if you've, been, if you've been down some of the city streets, is what yes. I'm really talking about, when when you do have a canopy of trees, nice. it looks really cool. So if you're interested, the dogs love it. You can get to the PH Tree Tenders, and they'll get you a street tree. Sounds like that? a delicious lunch, doesn't it? Doesn't it? We're gonna have some tree tenders. All right, uh, Casey, are we doing this now? Yeah, let's do this now. Oh. Wow, we have a concert announcement to make. What? Sweet mother of God. Yeah. All right, so. This show will be taking place on a Saturday. That's always good. Uh, September 2nd, and it will be at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets will go on sale this Friday for the show. And MMR is quite happy to rock for you, Aerosmith. It's called Peace Out, the farewell tour, 50th anniversary of Aerosmith, celebrating a lifetime event. So they are hanging it up. This is it. According to them, 50 years that this band has been together, and they have one last tour to do, the farewell tour stop in Philadelphia. Will be Saturday, September 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. Tickets on sale this Friday via... Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com, and along with them, Black Crows are going to be playing. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty bad. That's a big show. So you got two great American rock bands going on tour, and Aerosmith, their last time out. 
You will want to listen to Brent Porsche's show all this week to win tickets. And it's also our lesson learned prize this week, too. So uh-huh. that'll be coming up in a little while. Uh, if you're interested to get a link to the details, text the word farewell to 39333. And there's a pre sale and another chance to win tickets online for MMR VIP. So I'll hit you up with that one more time. Black Crow Saturday, t- September 2nd at Wells Fargo Center. And it will be tickets going on this Friday. And Brent Porsche is going to have tickets all this week for you to win. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Right. So make sure you're listening in about an hour to win your first pair of tickets, right? The lesson question is when we'll straight do that. Up. Thank you, Casey. Just straight stunting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There you go. And uh, WMMR.com for all the details, of course. All right. Um, I've been told one more time. Yeah, we're going to uh, at least one more time. Yeah. Uh, we're doing Kathy's Cuts today. Uh, we checked in with Kathy a little while ago, who's at Gravity Hair Salon. And now in New Jersey, Mount Laurel to be more specific at Vibe Salon is Jackie Baby. Hey. I am the bagster. <laughs> we are bagging the hair. Yes, Jackie's holding up a, uh, one of those uh, sealable bags that has some hair that was recently culled. Looks great, Jackie. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, the girls, the stylists, cut the hair. They put them in these bags, and uh, we're dropping them back off with Kathy. But, <laughs> dude, everybody's here. It's a beautiful day. Not only because you, you know, announced Aerosmith and the Black Rose. <laughs> we have the lead chair of Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Wait, let me see. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, wow, check out the hair on this dude, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Who is that, Jackie? Uh, I live in Philly. Live in Philly. Okay, so you jumped the bridge and you joined us here today in New Jersey. Yeah. First time doing this for Kathy's Cuts? For Kathy's Cuts, yeah. I've done it in my hair a couple times. Okay, well, thank you. Awesome. About the kids, right? So, guys, come on over here. Is that Zelda or is this Zoe? This is Zelda. This is Zelda. Look at little Zelda. Oh. Aww. Wow. Hey, hi, Preston. Zelda. Hi. <laughs> How long was Zelda's hair before, Jackie? She is seven years young. And how, how long was her hair, Jackie? Seven years. How long was... Your hair was, like, down to here, right? No, here? Or, <laughs> uh, only here, not here. All right. And her sister's here, too. They have the coolest names. They have cooler names than you and me, Preston. Steve, Zelda and her sister, Zoe? Yeah. Where's Zoe? Over here? Every every chair is packed over here. I love saying this. This is your sister. Say hi to Preston and Steve. Hi. And how old are you? Nine? And do you know why you're cutting your hair today? Why? Can't quite. Right. You're going to make a a little boy and a little girl very happy. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. We couldn't couldn't hear her very well, Jackie, but uh, why did she say she's getting her hair cut today? For a little boy and a little girl. She knows uh, all about that over here. So. That's right. awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for bringing her by, man. Really, really uh, sweet gals. That's so cool of you. So uh, every chair is packed over here. People are coming in and coming out. Uh, it, it's an amazing day. So these kids, uh, these kids, Jackie, must be coming here thinking that they're actually getting to meet a real-life pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's all about the kids. All the little kids are scared of me. I, <laughs> I noticed. I know. There's a there's a monster. Can <laughs> I say hi? Her hair was all the way down. How long was your hair? Down here? Whoa, like down to her waist. Oh, my gosh. 
Nalani. 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 And this is Nalani's mom, too. Hi. Hi, Nalani. Uh, and Nalani's mom. That's awesome. Well, her haircut looks fantastic. That's a cool new oh, summer do she's got there. So I did this. The last time I donated was when you guys did this in the bottom of the studio. Ah, uh, uh, yes. In the lobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, so we did it at the time. I did it with my uh, my fiance, who's now my husband. And then after we got my haircut, then we went up to the studio. And we got to sit in. Oh. Um, so now, circle. Now my daughter's doing it with me. That's oh, sensational. Thank you so much. It got to be to try and do it here. Got to be logistically difficult Impossible. because we started having too many people sign up for it. So we're like, why don't we just do it at the salons where we have more control and all the equipment and make it much much easier? But yeah, we used to try and pull it off here and did and it was pretty cool but i love the fact that we branched out into uh jersey to make it uh, easy for some people over that way jackie what are you saying there bud this is autumn i i want to put all the children on because that's what it's all about autumn how old are you 10 and your mom and dad said you listen to wmmr all the time so you took off school today or are you going to go in school later i took off school school. what's the way to do it yeah play hook this. You gave her off, right? <laughs> Press, blame it on Preston. Yeah, please do. All right, we're kind of... You're coming in and out, Jack, so we're not able to get the full uh, sentences, but she's adorable, and all the kids there, yeah. it's just terrific that they're helping out other kids. It's just awesome to see that. All right. He's he's bouncing around. I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah, right, so, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Jackie. We can't, the, the audio is, is breaking up here, so... Okay, Casey's waving me off. All yeah. right, so we're going to let him go. But Jackie's bouncing around, getting people on uh, on camera to talk. But uh, he is at Vibes Line. If you're in the Mount Laurel area, go by and see Jackie. Yes, Pop in and say hi real quick. They would love to see you. Uh, all the appointments are full. We're, we're stacked in that regard, which is a really good thing. Uh, but uh, Kathy at Gravity Hair Salon and Jackie at Vibe. But I'm really interested to seeing how many uh, ponytails are going to end up getting from uh, this day because there's a lot of activity going on. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back more. Kathy's cuts taking place for the 14th year and more on the way. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoot. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Not only Gravity Hair Salon and Vibe Salon, but also True Beauty Concepts uh, helping out with, uh, and and people get some goodies from True Beauty, right, Kathy? They do, yeah. So True Beauty uh, is a a beauty supply store, a distributor, and so they supply all of the hair products to the stylists at both salons, but then also in the gift bags for each of the donors that came in and cut their hair today. Nice. How many people between the both locations today would you estimate are donating hair today, Kathy? Nick, did you figure out that number? I think it's 64 if I did the math. 
math correct. No, I think you did. I think you did do it wrong. I think it's more like ninety. I think it's about wow. ninety. If I did yeah. Yeah. somewhere I around ninety. Yeah. I think that's what we I said. got a piece of paper here, Kathy, that says one million two hundred fifty-seven thousand people. I, Steve, I think that total. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, impressive. Whether it be the number you said or my number. I just spoke to a woman. Um, she had to leave, but she, uh, again, hair was like down her back, almost to her butt. It was long, um, dark, beautiful black hair, curly. Anyway, she cut it all off above her shoulders. And when I was talking to her, and the reason she cut her hair, she said um, she was just diagnosed with an autoimmune, and she's going to lose her hair. She has a very um, high chance that all of her hair is going to fall out. And so she, sa- she said, I didn't want it to just start falling out and to the ground and you know, do nothing with it. So uh, preemptively, she cut it so she Ugh. could donate it. And so now she's got short hair. There's a chance that she won't. And she's, you know, working with her doctors to figure out, you know, what they can do. But she thought just out of the, out of the chance that this might happen, I don't want it to go to waste and I want to donate it. Imagine you get told that and one of your initial thoughts is how can I help other people? Yeah. Right? yeah. She it's was amazing. So, she was so nice and I, I wish her the best of luck. <coughs> I, I really hope that, uh, you know, her doctors help her and, and she, you know, doesn't lose her hair. But yeah. yeah she donated today along with uh, the rest of the people that are here and at Vibe. And, yeah, it's been a really cool uh, cool vibe here nice. uh, at, you know, at the salon. So everybody's happy. And, uh, you know, it's a Monday. It's a good way to start the week. All right, cool. We'll check back in a bit. It's uh, at 10.01. We got to do this. Oh! MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash keyword. All right, the word is all right. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right. Uh, A-L-R-I-G-H-T is how you spell that. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. You can do it through the contest page, WMMR.com, or on the MMR app. Or you can text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry, $1,000 in our company contest, and all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMRBQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now for that. Uh, winners, you'll get a call from Beasley. Make sure you do answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, you can text finally to 39333. We'll send you a link to the information. This whole thing is sponsored by Meineke. Let me give you that word again. It's all right. A-L-R-I-H-T. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it, so you better do it now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, Bizarre Pal this morning brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center. Yeah, you can train for a career in broadcast media, web development, social media, marketing, and filmmaking at CSB Media Arts Center. That's in Cherry Hill. And you can go to csb.com. That's csb.com. A TikTok challenge that went horribly wrong left the 16-year-old North Carolina boy severely disfigured with burns covering nearly 80% of his body. Uh, Mason Dark and his friends were creating a makeshift torch with a spray paint can and a lighter, which triggered an explosion that consumed the teen in flames. To be honest, like when I was a kid, there's about nine different times I could have gone up and you, you, oh, you, yeah. you screw around with stuff like that. I used hairspray. Yeah. Uh, these guys were using paint. Uh, his mother said he's unrecognizable. Uh, the teens were participating in a dangerous TikTok challenge where social media users use flammable aerosols to create miniature flamethrowers. Instead of fanning the flame out, the can exploded. Uh, his mom said they all heard a boom, and then Mason came running out and started taking off his shirt. Mason hopped into a nearby river to soothe the burns, but emerged with charred skin. And both moves 
ended up worsening his condition. The teenager suffered a T-shaped third-degree burn on his back from ripping off the flaming shirt and is at a high risk of infection from the river water. Yeah. But he just did what felt like the right thing to do at the time. He's in excruciating pain. Jesus. Mason was rushed to the burn center with burns covering 76% of his body. Uh, the mom said uh, the way he looked when those kids saw him uh, when he first came in to what he looks like now, it's 100 times different. Uh, Mason has already undergone several surgeries to get skin grafts. Dark told the outlet that uh, it's like seeding a lawn to see her son's skin slowly heal. Uh, the teenager is a very active football player and track runner is expected to spend the next six months in the burn center. Wow, be careful. Don't do those challenges. A Burlington, New- Burlington County, New Jersey man received multiple charges this week after following school buses and harassing children. Kevin Daub yelled at children and made comments that caused them to become alarmed and concerned for their safety, authorities said. Well, you got to have a hobby. Police didn't publicly disclose any further details about the nature of those comments. Township police arrived uh, Wednesday after a person that later identified as Daub reportedly followed a bus and yelled at children following an investigation. He was charged. Where are you going to school and learning things? Child, child endangerment. <laughs> Learning your times tables and the alphabet. Uh, yeah, push H. Two counts of disorderly conduct and five counts of harassment. We don't know why. <sighs> that felt good. Harassing kids. Maybe it just made him feel bad. As if Ukrainians don't have enough things to worry about, a new potentially fatal phenomenon has emerged in the uh, Kharkiv region, and that would be crows carrying landmines. Crows carrying landmines? Yes. That's like, that's like out of the, the Batman, you know, the original series. Yeah, a number of recent incidents have seen people injured by the explosive devices in populated places not known to have been mined during the conflict and areas previously cleared by ordnance disposal workers. <laughs> on April 14th, a, a woman uh, recently stepped on a mine in the market, severely injuring her leg. Employees of the electrical company were recently checking power lines in Stepney Village. Uh, when a 46-year-old man stepped on a mine, that explosion blew his foot off. So the, the crows are just, they're actually transporting mines and then dropping them? Yeah, so uh, on April 18th, it happened near the center of the city of uh, Balaclia. Uh, a stone throw from a supermarket, a woman stepped on a PFM-1 anti-personnel mine, diagnosed with a left foot last year, and she was hospitalized. The incidents have led experts at the local uh, Kharkiv Zoo to speculate that the mines have been moved by crows. So, so Dmitry uh, Strelkov, who is with the zoo, said crow-type birds, especially ravens and great crows, are very intelligent and can be curious about unusual-looking, unfamiliar objects. Oh. Usually, these birds are wary of human-made items, but nowadays, uh, some are so used to living around people that they can take, su- take such things quite easily. Well, I would assume a landmine would be too heavy for a crow. Not these. The PFM-1 is an anti-personnel landmine uh, called a petal because it resembles a tree leaf. It detonates when a person steps on the mine. The explosion produces virtually no blast fragment fragments, so people often don't die but suffer severe leg injuries. With high likelihood of amputation. So oh, it now I get it. Okay. More like a fuck worker thing like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking of a, a round, large landmine. Uh, pedal mines can appear where they don't seem to be before, not only uh, because of birds. During mine dispersal by aircraft or other methods, such munitions can get stuck in tree branches, remain on the roofs of houses, and etc. So now they have that to worry about. It's insane. 
Uh, exclusive video captures the chaotic crime spree after a man with a stolen forklift goes on a rampage in Orange County. Lacey Harvey, the owner of the Living Room Saloon, captured the mayhem on her salon's surveillance video system. The male suspect, Matthew Shore, had reportedly stolen a forklift from a construction site Tuesday night before smashing through a chain-link gate. As he drove the forklift down 19th Street, a witness said that the suspect attempted to ram people with it. And Harvey said, I'm going to lift things. I couldn't believe what I saw. Uh, what kind of forklift pressing? Standard warehouse or like the one that we had, the telescoping? It doesn't say. No idea. All right, because that sucker could move fast. That he one. said he takes out the whole gate, coming right at traffic. And that's the thing that we're shocked about here. The guy knows the forklift. He drove it pretty well. He knows it real good. Uh, video shows the chain link fence was still attached to the forklift <laughs> as he traveled on surface streets. The fence later struck at least one vehicle before it was left in the middle of the road, creating a traffic hazard. Uh, the suspect continued driving about two and a half miles before reaching Pacific Coast Highway. He Newport, got out on the highway, did he? Newport Beach police officers spotted the suspect on the PCH, where he was pulled over and arrested in front of a fast food restaurant, and he was booked on multiple charges. Where but, are you going today, sir? But he was going nuts <laughs> on the... Uh, uh, the forklift and wow. causing some mayhem. It was a brouhaha. Uh, yeah. All right, and that's it. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. I mean, you have, let me see here. You got about five minutes left to enter the word all right. All right, and that is for uh, MMR's concert cash giveaway. So all right is the word A-L-R-I-G-H-T. So make sure that you enter that right now. You can do it through WMMR.com. Or you can do it on the MMR app, or you can text it to our special number, which is 45911. But do it now. We're going to take a break. Lesson question, trash, music news. That stuff is coming up next. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon, Bridge to the Beach, celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th, for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet, and they're made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fun Fundraising goal will get $50 towards their purchase thanks to our great sponsor, Tamman Inc., because everybody has the right to access information. Register to ride with Team WMMR. Get complete details at WMMR.com or text BIKE to 39333 for a link to the info. The ACS Bikeathon and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Not only Gravity Hair Salon and Vibe Salon, but also True Beauty Concepts uh, helping out with, uh, and, and people get some goodies from True Beauty, right, Kathy? They do, yeah. So True Beauty uh, is a, a beauty supply store, a distributor, and so they supply all of the hair products to the stylists at both salons, but then also in the gift bags for each of the donors that came in and cut their hair today. Nice. How many people between the both locations today would you estimate are donating hair today, Kathy? Nick, did you figure out that number? I think it's 64 if I did the math correct. No, I think you did I think you did do it wrong. I think it's more like 90. I think it's about wow. 90 if I did yeah. my yeah. somewhere around I think 90. Yeah. I think that's what we I said. got a piece of paper here, Kathy, that says 1,257,000 people. I, Steve, I think that total, I think that's what it is. Yeah, okay. Well, impressive, whether it be the number you said or my number. 
I just spoke to a woman. Um, she had to leave, but she, uh, again, hair was like down her back, almost to her butt. It was long, um, dark, beautiful black hair, curly. Anyway, she cut it all off above her shoulders. And when I was talking to her and the reason she cut her hair, she said um, she was just diagnosed with an autoimmune and she's going to lose her hair. She has a very um, high chance that all of her hair is going to fall out. And so she, sa- she said, I didn't want it to just start falling out and to the ground and you know, do nothing with it. So mm. uh, preemptively, she cut it so Ugh. she could donate it. And so now she's got short hair. There's a chance that she won't. And she's, you know, working with her doctors to figure out, you know, what they can do. But she thought just out of the, out of the chance that this might happen, I don't want it to go to waste and I want to donate it. Imagine you get told that and one of your initial thoughts is how can I help other people? Yeah. Right? yeah. She it's amazing. So, she was so nice and I, I wish her the best of luck. <coughs> I, I really hope that, uh, you know, her doctors help her and, and she, you know, doesn't lose her hair. But yeah. yeah she donated today along with uh, the rest of the people that are here and at Vibe. And, yeah, it's been a really cool uh, cool vibe here nice. uh, at, you know, at the salon. So everybody's happy. And, uh, you know, it's a Monday. It's a good way to start the week. All right, cool. We'll check back in a bit. It's uh, at 10.01. We got to do this. Oh! MMR's Concert Cash. Now, here's your Concert Cash keyword. All right, the word is all right. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right. Uh, A-L-R-I-G-H-T is how you spell that. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. You can do it through the contest page, WMMR.com, or on the MMR app. Or you can text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry, $1,000 in our company contest, and all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMRBQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now for that. Uh, winners, you'll get a call from Beasley. Make sure you do answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com. For MMRBQ details, you can text finally to 39333. We'll send you a link to the information. This whole thing is sponsored by Meineke. Let me give you that word again. It's all right. A-L-R-I-H-T. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it, so you better do it now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre all right, Bizarre File this morning brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center. Yeah, you can train for a career in broadcast media, web development, social media, marketing, and filmmaking at CSB Media Arts Center. That's in Cherry Hill. And you can go to csb.com. That's csb.com. A TikTok challenge that went horribly wrong left the 16-year-old North Carolina boy severely disfigured with burns covering nearly 80% of his body. Uh, Mason Dark and his friends were creating a makeshift torch with a spray paint can and a lighter, which triggered an explosion that consumed the teen in flames. To be honest, like when I was a kid, there's about nine different times I could have gone up and you, you, oh, you, yeah. you screw around with stuff like that. I used hairspray. Yeah. Uh, these guys were using paint. Uh, his mother said he's unrecognizable. Uh, the teens were participating in a dangerous TikTok challenge where social media users use flammable aerosols to create miniature flamethrowers. Instead of fanning the flame out, the can exploded. Uh, his mom said they all heard a boom, and then Mason came running out and started taking off his shirt. Mason hopped into a nearby river to soothe the burns, but emerged with charred skin, and both moves ended up worsening his condition. The teenager suffered a T-shaped third-degree burn on his back from ripping off the flaming shirt and is at a high risk of infection from the river water. Yeah. But he just did what felt like 
The right to do at the time is in excruciating pain. Jesus. Mason was rushed to the burn center with burns covering 76% of his body. Uh, the mom said uh, the way he looked when those kids saw him uh, when he first came in to what he looks like now, it's 100 times different. Uh, Mason has already undergone several surgeries to get skin grafts. Dark told the outlet that uh, it's like seeding a lawn to see her son's skin slowly heal. Uh, the teenager is a very active football player and track runner is expected to spend the next six months in the burn center. Wow, be careful. Don't do those challenges. A Burlington, New- Burlington County, New Jersey man received multiple charges this week after following school buses and harassing children. Kevin Daub yelled at children and made comments that caused them to become alarmed and concerned for their safety, Authority said. Well, you got to have a hobby. Police didn't publicly disclose any further details about the nature of those comments. Township police arrived uh, Wednesday after a person that later identified as Daub reportedly followed a bus and yelled at children following an investigation. He was charged. Where are you going to school and learning things? Child, child endangerment. <laughs> Learning your times tables and the alphabet. Uh, yeah, push H. Two counts of disorderly conduct and five counts of harassment. We don't know why. <sighs> that felt good. Harassing gets Maybe it just made him feel bad. As if Ukrainians don't have enough things to worry about, a new potentially fatal phenomenon has emerged in the uh, Kharkiv region, and that would be crows carrying landmines. Crows carrying landmines? Yes. That's like like out of the the Batman, you know, the original series. Yeah, a number of recent incidents have seen people injured by the explosive devices in populated places not known to have been mined during the conflict and areas previously cleared by ordnance disposal workers. (laughs) On April 14th, a a woman uh, recently stepped on a mine in the market, severely injuring her leg. Employees of the electrical company were recently checking power lines in Stepney Village. Uh, when a 46-year-old man stepped on a mine, that explosion blew his foot off. So the, the crows are just, they're actually transporting mines and then dropping them? Yeah, so uh, on April 18th, it happened near the center of the city of uh, Balaclia, uh, a stone's throw from a supermarket. A woman stepped on a PFM-1 anti-personnel mine, diagnosed with a left foot last and she was hospitalized. The incidents have led experts at the local uh, Kharkiv Zoo to speculate that the mines have been moved by crows. So, so Dmitry uh, Strelkov, who is with the zoo, said crow-type birds, especially ravens and great crows, are very intelligent and can be curious about unusual-looking, unfamiliar objects. Oh. Usually, these birds are wary of human-made items, but nowadays, uh, some are so used to living around people that they can take, su- take such things quite easily. Well, I would assume a landmine would be too heavy for a crow. Not these. The PFM-1 is an anti-personnel landmine uh, called a petal because it resembles a tree leaf. It detonates when a person steps on the mine. The explosion produces virtually no blast fragment- fragments, so people often don't die but suffer severe leg injuries. With high likelihood of amputation. So oh, now I get it. Okay. More like a firework or thing like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. I was thinking of a round, large landmine. Uh, pedal mines can appear where they don't seem to be before, not only uh, because of birds. During mine dispersal by aircraft or other methods, such munitions can get stuck in tree branches, remain on the roofs of houses, and etc. So now they have that to worry about. It's insane. Uh, exclusive video. Captures the chaotic crime spree after a man with a stolen forklift goes on a rampage in Orange County. 
Lacey Harvey, the owner of the Living Room Saloon, captured the mayhem on her salon's surveillance video system. The male suspect, Matthew Shore, had reportedly stolen a forklift from a construction site Tuesday night before smashing through a chain-link gate. As he drove the forklift down 19th Street, a witness said that the suspect attempted to ram people with it. And Harvey said, I'm going to lift things. I couldn't believe what I saw. Uh, What kind of forklift pressing? Standard warehouse or like the one that we had, the telescoping? It doesn't say. No idea. All right, because that sucker could move fast. That one. He said he takes out the whole gate, coming right at traffic. And that's the thing that we're shocked about here. The guy knows the forklift. He drove it pretty well. He knows it real good. Uh, Video shows the chain link fence was still attached to the forklift (laughs) as he traveled on surface streets. The fence later struck at least one vehicle before it was left in the middle of the road, creating a traffic hazard. Uh, the suspect continued driving about two and a half miles before reaching Pacific Coast Highway. He Newport, got out on the highway, did he? Newport Beach police officers spotted the suspect on the PCH, where he was pulled over and arrested in front of a fast food restaurant, and he was booked on multiple charges. Where but, are you going today, sir? <laughs> but he was going nuts on the... Uh, uh, the forklift and wow. causing some mayhem. It was a brouhaha. Uh, yeah. All right, and that's it. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. I mean, you have, let me see here. You got about five minutes left to enter the word all right. All right, and that is for uh, MMR's concert cash giveaway. So all right is the word A-L-R-I-G-H-T. So make sure that you enter that right now. You can do it through WMMR.com. Or you can do it on the MMR app, or you can text it to our special number, which is 45911. But do it now. We're going to take a break. Lesson question, trash, music news. That stuff is coming up next. Don't drunk text your ex. Text MMR instead at 39333. Just don't ask us, hey, you up? Because, nah, we're good. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is uh, 18 minutes after 10 on Monday morning. I almost said Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's rich. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, we'll hold out till Friday. We will. We have a cool word of the week. Guys. I'll tell you about that in a little while. Also, lesson question in a moment. We're going to give away um, some tickets that we have from a concert announcement that we had a little while ago. Uh, but we're going to check in another time. Kathy's Cuts taking place. I think, are we done? We're finished with traffic. So, yeah. We are. Uh, but uh, Kathy is at Gravity Hair Salon. And what's the latest over there, Kath? Um, we yeah we have a whole new group of people just got sat in the chairs and uh, we had a, it's a lot of a lot of long hair uh, this round and I uh, actually just took some video of Angela she was braiding a guy's hair and just cut off all his locks yeah can you guys hear me yeah we I can, can. Yes. yeah you can okay oh, sorry okay. I, we're, we can oh, also sorry. see you and you leaned in towards uh, Angela yeah. like you were going to talk to her by the way Angela Perfetto multiple. Uh, cover girl for President Steve Totally Office Calendar. Absolutely. Has been with us in, in the whole uh, Kathy's Cuts thing since uh, the very beginning, I believe. Uh, my headphones might die. I'm just giving you a heads up, and then I won't be able to hear you anymore. So, okay. uh, Angela, um, you cut, like, everyone's hair that you cut so far has been so long. So long, like 28 inches. Was that the longest? Mm, yes. And you, um, Angela ran the uh, Broad Street Run yesterday. <gasps> Broad Street Run yesterday. Did you? Nice. And you came in for this? 
Yes. That's awesome. When she realized it was the next day, she was like, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> I was like, that's why I didn't do it last year, because I was running. So, And then we, thre- we I threatened her this year, because Preston, you had asked, where's Angela been? Yeah. She hasn't been there in the last couple, couple of years. So I uh, nicely said to her that I was going to burn all of the old calendars that she was on the cover of if she didn't help out, help out this year. So she's here, guys. Hey. Did she, awesome. And we understand that you came in first uh, yesterday. Is that correct, Angela? You won the sure whole thing? Did. Yeah. came in first in my mind. Uh, Were you uh, happy with your time, Ange? Oh, she said, are you happy with your time? Um, yeah, I mean, I finished, and it's just a fun run, you know? Don't You shouldn't get too sh** out over it because you're just there with everyone else running and having a great time. So. Just for fun. Nobody really wants to win at all. <laughs> <laughs> how are the people um, whose hair you've been cut, that you cut today, how have they been? I mean, they've been amazing, and they are so appreciative of our work, and... Everyone said thanks for coming in doing this. So it makes it worth it, okay? It, you know, it's so nice though, to, see, <laughs> to see the people um, because, you know, they sit in their chair for, you know, half yeah. hour, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how long their hair is and the style that they're getting. And like everyone, when they get up to leave, I see them, they hug the stylist before no, they go. No, because you, they do such great work. And Angela, you've been doing some phenomenal work. And, and by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but normally they would be closed today and you guys are volunteering your time, correct? Uh, yeah. We, well, uh, I don't work today. Okay. Gravity is open. Oh, when all right. other, They have two locations, so the other location is open. But, um, yes, the people here to the people at Vibe are all donating their time to do this. They're not getting paid to be By here. the way, I did have a question. Even though they're getting a great style and they're, they're leaving looking wonderful and feeling great, when you get a large amount of hair cut off, it can be a little traumatic. Have we had any criers today? Uh, I haven't. Have, did you see anybody cry, Ange? Uh, just my one um, that you, okay. yeah. That you two earlier, she like teared up, but she was very happy. Was the woman that was diagnosed with the no, no, Carly, she had the long hair. Oh, she did. Yeah. Cry. Carly did cry. She okay, did, yeah. but her husband was. He said amazing things to her, and it almost made me tear up because Aww. it was so sweet. So. We'll split really everything in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> the but two th- little girls that we spoke to for like first thing this morning, one was like, she was bouncing all over the place. She had a big smile. The other one looked horrified. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it no. could be, uh, you know, a bit much. It could be slightly traumatic. But I mean, the, you, you'll see them be happy and crying at the yeah. same time because they're, they're, they're glad they're doing this, but it's a big change. And uh, that can happen. You can get that emotional reaction. We're just thrilled to see so many guys participating and the kids doing it. A lot of kids at both locations. It's been it's been wild to see this. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just want I'm you know I can't be in two places at one. One time, I'm here at Gravity. Like I said earlier, they've been with me for 14 years. Every single year we've done this, um, Joe has supported me and and allowed us to do this at his salon. And you know, has come out. He's in the beginning years. He would lug hairless chairs, which are heavy, by the way. Yeah. And he would bring them to the station in like the back of pickup trucks. He would get all of his friends to bring them. So um, that's why I come here. But I want to thank Vibe Salon as well. I, I'm so glad that they were able to participate and that we have people in New Jersey. And then of course, True Beauty Concepts. Duncan supplied all of the coffee and the refreshments and then all of the donors, all the people that come out and cut their hair. Thank you to them, too. Absolutely. And we thank everybody there. Thank you, Kathy. We love you, Angela. It is wonderful to oh, see you I this morning. I love you guys. I miss you. All right. We miss you, too. All right. I got to move on. We got to do the lesson question for today. We got to give something away. We are going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR rocks. 
Aerosmith. Mm. The Peace Out Farewell Tour is going to be Saturday, September 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center. The Black Crows on this bill. That's as pretty well. amazing. Yeah. So that's the, a great bill. The question we're going to go with, because I like the way that it is, uh, that it's posed here. Uh, Nick wrote this. What kind of front door do Casey like? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you're listening earlier this morning. What kind of front door do Casey like? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it, call now because we got those tickets for you. Trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center, trained for a career in broadness media, web development, social media marketing, and filmmaking at CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. And you go to csb.com. That's csb.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Sydney Sweeney made the rounds of Manhattan Friday night with fiancé Jonathan Devino, which many took as an attempt to end romance rumors between her and actor Glenn Powell. However, Sweeney didn't help her case any by insisting Devino wear a Glenn Powell mask. (laughs) After a spate of trespassing and thefts, The gated community where Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner live is instituting a massive security upgrade. According to reports, the guard known as Pops will now have a flashlight and a bullet for his gun. Uh, And finally, Brian Austin Green getting serious uh, about a tattoo. He's having it removed of the name Vanessa, uh, which is from the first couple of years when he was married to Vanessa Marcel in 2003. So they've been split, and he's had a big Vanessa on his forearm. Green had tried having the Vanessa tattoo reworked, but it ended up looking like man-ass. Oh, so, hey. <laughs> that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if uh, someone does know the answer to this question. What kind of front door do Casey like? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Zach, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Zach. Hey, how you doing? Good, bud. All right, so what kind of front door do Casey like? Uh, I think it's yellow. 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 Casey, do like the yellow front door. Hang on a second. Zach, we are going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks, Aerosmith. Peace out. The farewell tour, 50th anniversary of Aerosmith celebrating a lifetime of hits Saturday, September 2nd at the Wells Fargo Center with the Black Crows. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. via wellsfargocenterphilly.com. You can text farewell to 39333 for a link to the details, including pre-sale info and another chance to win tickets for MMR VIPs and Brent Porsche. I have an opportunity for you to win tickets this week. All right, let's get in. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMR. Hey! All right, Music News this morning brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. Trusted experts since 1939, A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. Visit them on the web at admoyer.com. Sharon Osbourne says that Ozzy misses performing live for his fans terribly. Uh, During an interview, Sharon said that Ozzy feels like he's let down his fans after having to cancel European and UK tour dates. Back in February, Ozzy announced his retirement from touring due to various health issues. She said the biggest love affair of Ozzy's life is his audience and performing. He misses the live audience. He misses his fans terribly. He feels like he's let them down. Performing is what he is born to do. Ozzy says to me that he can't do anything as good as performing. I get heartbroken when I hear him say that and knowing that he can't go out and do what he is meant to do, but he will get there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but for many years, um, he, he does not move, has not been moving around on stage. He kind of 
stands at the mic, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So it's not like he's, you know, David Lee Roth scissor kicking, you know. And so, uh, and I think he's made mention of the fact that with modifications, he thinks he could get back on stage and, and do what he needs to do, right? Yes, he says he can be on stage. What he can't do is tour. Yes. Uh, they said the travel is too much for him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one-off shows here and there, I think he should only do. <laughs> Sharon said, uh, this is the longest time that Ozzy's ever been at home. He's driving me crazy every effing day, she said. <laughs> I said, Ozzy said to me during COVID, do you think we're spending too much time together? And I'm like, yeah, but where the F do I go? I can't go to a hotel. What do you want me to do? Uh, where do you want me to go? And he said, I didn't think of that. <laughs> right. Then they have sprawling Yeah. Travis Barker has updated fans on the new Blink-182 album, telling fans that it'll be finished before they go on tour. Meanwhile, Tom DeLonge said that the current Untitled Project is the best album we've ever made. Uh, The new album doesn't currently have a release date, but Barker previously revealed that the record will drop a follow-up to fan-favorite tracks Anthem and Anthem Part 2. Closest that they plan to get to us... May 27th and 28th, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and then Atlantic City. I'm really excited for that adjacent festival in Atlantic City. Yeah? Yeah, that's, uh, it's going to be on the beach. It's like Paramore, and it's it's just emo, punk, fun. It's it sounds be good. cool. I might be talking out of my ass, but did, did they cancel? A... They had canceled some shows because Were of Travis's can... uh, finger surgery. But there's another a- 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 AC... Concert, um, bamboozle. Oh, bamboozle for yeah. the weekend was canceled. Yeah, yeah. Was right. Canceled. Yeah, Did yeah, you see yeah. that, Preston? No. Yeah, they canceled the bamboozle festival. When was that supposed to be? Last weekend. Oh, and they canceled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go. Sixty bands. Me, I wasn't going to go. Brent, yeah. Brent was all about it. Brent, it's a lot of bands he was excited for. Uh, why did they cancel it? No, I didn't see what they, I just saw they canceled it. A little thing official. called lack of ticketitis. It could be. Maybe. That's what ha- happens sometimes. So I don't know. On Friday night, Bruce Springsteen welcomed former First Lady Michelle Obama up on stage with the E Street Band during their performance of Glory Days <laughs> at uh, Barcelona's Estadi Olympic Luis Companies. Uh, the show, which was the band's European tour opener, also featured Steven Spielberg's wife, actress Kate Capshaw, joining in and sharing tambourine duties. And then she played the saxophone with Mrs. Obama and Patty Scalfa. Took over for Clarence. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the opening night set list didn't stray far from E Street Band shows in North America, but Bruce did treat the crowd to his first performance of the 1992 classic Human Town since 2016. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with Human Town. I don't know Human Town. I remember Human Touch. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, it says Human Town. <laughs> there was an album called Lucky Town. Yeah. This one's called Lucky Human in Human Town. Darkness on the edge of Thunder Road. I'm wondering if it would touch. I don't know. Jingle uh, Land. Uh, all right. Born to Ran. Get your typo. We'll go to one last story here, and this is sad news, but Tim Bachman, a co-founding guitarist and vocalist of Bachman Turner Overdrive, Overdrive passed away. He was 71. Uh, Tim's son, Paxton, said in a Facebook post on Friday that his father, who originally played in BTO from 73 to 74 before returning to the group a decade later, died following complications with cancer through his brain. Uh, Tim had helped form BTO in 1973 in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, 
after their sibling, Randy, left the band The Guess Who. Uh, and Tim was later replaced by Blair Thornton, but eventually returned to the band for a 1984 reunion tour where he stayed until the late 1980s. Tim sang backing vocals and played second lead guitar on their Billboard number two, uh, number twelve smash, taking care of business. I, by the way, I always liked Bachman Turner Overdrive, and I thought I, that they me too. Yeah, they delivered. Um, you know, it was they weren't rewriting the book on no. music, but they they delivered catchy songs, they, enjoyable music. Yeah, you know, bottom line, if you get some joy out of it, the mission accomplished. So, uh, but that's it in music news for you this morning. But hold the phone, what? people. We're going to talk to James. Hi, James. Yeah, James here. James here. How Good you morning, doing, man. All right, James, you're calling with a purpose to tell us what? I won $1,000. Uh, $1,000. How about that? And MMRBQ tickets this fall. You're going to be joining us for the MMRBQ. I love it. James, are you a veteran of the MMRBQ? Have you ever been before? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been almost everyone. Excellent. Awesome. Well, this time you're going with a thousand bucks in your back pocket. Where are you from, by the way, my man? Uh, far northeast Philadelphia. Far northeast Philadelphia. Wow. Thanks for Manitoba. Being way up there, brother. We appreciate it. All right, we're going to set you up with the grand and take us the MM barbecue. We will see you, my man. All right. Thank you so much. Have you thank you. September 16th. There you go, and that's how you do that. So next chance to win is coming up. With Pierre at noon. Uh, Marissa, I'm going to need, yeah, thank you very much. Give me a new set of music here. Give me an A. To play our way. And give me an A. <laughs> why not? Give me an A. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Casey had to step out. That's why you don't yes. know now. Marissa's uh, filling in duties for now. By, by the absolute end of the show, it'll just be you, Preston. <laughs> we'll return in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents... Concert Cash. Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day. Plus, tickets to MMRBQ this September. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Concert Cash ticket window. Get the keyword. Enter it at WMMR.com or on the MMR app. You can also text it to 45911. Each winner from MMR gets a grand in cash. And two tickets to MMRBQ. You in September. See official rules at WMMR.com. It's Concert Cash. Sponsored by Meineke. Tires, brakes, batteries, and more. Doing car care right. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I thought for sure by the end of the program it would be completely overcast and gray looking. Uh, but now I see some big, fluffy, beautiful white clouds in the sky. I'm seeing a few flakes. Against no. a uh, blue background, it looks beautiful. It does look nice, so uh, who knows? Maybe we get a little bit more of the sun than we thought. Yeah, where it is, it's going to become cloudy and we'll get some uh, showers later on tonight. We'll see. It's a little rain tomorrow morning as well, and then cloudy skies on Wednesday and just kind of a. Not like a mid fifties week temperature wise, quite breezy today. So um, that's right. We're on the way. By the time we get to Keenan, I'm hoping for sunshine. Oh yeah, beach weather and all that good stuff. When that, we had a sort of an overcast uh, situation last year. It was warm, it was comfortable, it was nice. But uh, it'd be really great if we come into Keenan's with a yeah. super sunny because it's going to be our. Also, the anniversary, the 25th anniversary of the show. 25th a anniversary. A big to-do. Yes, sir. All right. Um, we would like to uh, wrap things up by thanking Kathy Romano and Yay! Kathy's Cuts today. Thanks.
Gravity Hair Salon and Vibe and Jackie Bam Bam and everybody involved. Seems like it's been a success today, Kath. Oh, my gosh, yes. I forgot to thank Jackie for going over there. That was so nice of him uh, to stop in. And they sent pictures over, and they looked like they had such a good time. So yeah. I'm glad that that worked out uh, for them. I also, all morning, probably at like 6.30 this morning, um, Zoe, who works here at Gravity Hair Salon, asked me to please say hi to her dad. So I'm getting to it now. I feel like you, Preston, at 10.45. Um, I just want to say hi to Nate, uh, Zoe's dad. He listens to our show every morning. Uh-huh. He's a huge fan, and he's made her a fan. And now she's here. Uh, and she's been cutting hair all morning long and doing a great job. So uh, I want to say hi to him. And just want to thank all of the stylists that come here because, like we said before, they don't get paid to do this. They donate their time for us to have this event. So thank you very much. And thanks to the, the stylists over at Vibe. True Beauty Concepts for donating all of the, the goods, the hair products. Duncan, they sent refreshments. Uh, all of our donors who donated hair. And uh, you know what? So the whole event benefits wigs for kids. And I know we mentioned this a number of times. But um, the wigs are so well made. They're custom made. They're hand tied. They're completely made 100% of human hair, which is why uh, they make you know such good wigs for these kids. So that they can put it on and the kids feel like themselves and feel like they have oh, real hair. That's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful cause, and we're getting loads of people, like you said, probably 90 or so this morning alone. So that's a huge number, Kathy. Congratulations. And they do accept monetary donations, too. You can go to their website if you're interested. You know, if you don't have long enough hair and you want to make a monetary donation, you can do that, too. Awesome. All right, thank you. Kathy Romano. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Kathy's Cuts. Year 14. We will see you tomorrow back here in the studio. Speaking of in the studio, Pierre Robert is in the studio. Good day. Good day, sir. So nice day. We've got a million people at Kathy's Cuts. Mm -hmm. One one million million people. And people people. scoff and they say there's no way for just a couple of hours at two small locations you're going to be able to accommodate one million people. (laughs) Who's laughing now? Yeah. 500,000 at each location. Yeah. They did about 100,000 every hour and a half. Listen, Pierre, we've had 600,000 at each location, but, you know, there's, there's... you got to be realistic. Only so yeah. many hours in the day. Yeah. Right. With, there are limits. Yeah. Uh, I trust you had a good weekend. Very nice. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, in During that weekend, you spend this entire time thinking about the first letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Not once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, I was in New York City yesterday, and a friend of mine wanted to go to the Guggenheim Museum, which is an amazing museum. And so I had lunch with her, and she said, let's walk across Central Park. She said, it'll, it'll be it's so beautiful. And, and it was pouring rain. <laughs> oh, no. And yeah. and by the time we got there, I was a sponge. Yeah. And I'm, and she goes, look at this. Is the something, something from something, something era, something, something. I go, where's the coffee shop? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you take the train up or do you uh, drive? I, I was in North Jersey over the weekend, and uh, the drive up on Saturday was not awful, but the drive back down yesterday was terrible. I mean, it was just torrential rain the whole time, downpour the whole time, and it, it made everything difficult. And just going from, like, the parking lot to the car, we got soaked. Too. Right. It was pouring. Yeah. Was it that way here as well? Uh, yeah, there were, there were brief periods, you know, throughout the day where it was pouring. It was it was just a, it was a, a uh, roll, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was raw. Well, and there was a nip to it, too. So it would be one thing if it was warm rain, but when it's cold rain, uh, and then you're tromping through the grass, and there's puddles you can't avoid. Um, and then, you know, we got mugged seven times. Yeah. Uh, beside, but I fought everyone off. That's it. Do you have an umbrella? No. No umbrella? Well, but they sell them on every street corner when it rains. Yeah, and they'll was... last about seven seconds. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Um, uh, but I had my hat on, one of my uh, Wolfie Bubbles hats. 
thought that would be enough. Well, the hat was the hat was a sponge. The yeah. coat was a sponge. My shoes were. Every time I'd walk, they go. <laughs> Sounds um, like a fantastic time. It yeah. was glorious, <laughs> and I was just about over my cold. And um, well, that, well, that had to help. It, it really helped it. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Mike said, listen, take a walk through a cold, wet, rainy park yeah. in New York City. Uh, and I go, I kept, I sounded like a little kid. Are we there yet? Yeah. Because I'm getting, for months, it's a big park, you know. And then she goes, well, that's one of the museums. I go, which, that's, I go, which one are we going to? We're going to the Guggenheim, which is a wickedly cool building. Uh, and everyone should see it. But it's just like, are we there yet? Right. Well, you're here now. Yeah. Here now. And it's much better and drier and you're less of a sponge. I thank you. Yeah. All right. Letter, sir? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President and Steve Jobs brought you to the letter. S as in sponge. Sure. Mm-hmm. Works. And we're going to give away dinner for 10. 10. At Nebraza, Brazilian House in Horsham. And you can book a reservation now for your high school or college graduation dinner. Enjoy 15 different cuts of meat and fish, a gourmet salad bar, and award-winning wine list. You can book a reservation now at nabrata.com, and we recommend you do. But we'll give that away on Friday. What's happening on your show today, man? Lots. We've got Concert Cash at noon and 3 p.m. Brent has it at 5. And some wickedly cool workforce blocks, the Stones and Bruce and Rush. Oh, Rush. Fantastic. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And thank you to our sponsors. Oh. I need to get our spot. Here we go. President Steve Show's brought Where are those today. pictures I was supposed to see? By Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill at the Jersey Shore. And you can enjoy Coors Light personally. Uh, Marissa doesn't know what's coming up tomorrow. <laughs> Lots of awesome things. things. PC will be back. Kathy will be back. Everything will be back to normal. And we'll do the concert cash. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to do tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. <laughs> What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala smart oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.